to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about peace of war and a lot of other stuff. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and <Hello>. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Giant Dwarf. I am uh, Fred. I'm Lars again, and we're back. In yeah. the mansion. Oh, mansion. Mansion. Yes. Yes, yes. So, uh, what do you say we just jump into the local news right away? Yeah. It is, of course, the most pressing on the agenda. Do we have to imagine a local scene again with the <laughs> that local square? And... I just re-listened to that. And like, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Sitting on the park bench and... Yeah, because it's very local, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, we are here on our park bench mm. and ready to deliver you the local... There's old uh, Mr. Henderson coming uh, along. Town, uh, like Town Square Oslo local news. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the biggest thing for us is we have... Uh, uh, we've attended successfully the Kings of uh, War or Kings of Spring tournament. Mm. The, which this we, weekend, yeah, yeah. Which V-Dog two, uh, hosted. Yeah, this weekend that was just uh, which was just done, and it was very cool in my opinion. Yeah, it was good to see. Fun. Uh, yeah, great to see all the guys in the same uh, same room, sort of. Mm. Um, and it was twelve players. Uh, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty good to be l- like almost June. I mean, we're practically into June. Yeah, and um, I've uh, the reason most like. Over the last couple of years, I've actually had a like a policy to not arrange tournaments in late May and in the summer because they've been mm. so uh, you know yeah, I've said this tons of times like people like to be outside and don't regularly attend tournaments. At least we have we I've used to see like a mark you can really feel the drop in attendance attendance, but mm. uh, to get twelve players late late May I think was actually very nice. Yeah, and uh, it was really cool to get some games in, um, and the V Dog got to make some uh, house rules of his own. Yeah, he did. Yes, not we, many, not many. Two, but, uh, one, one, one or two. We are all we are always uh, supportive of the TO's uh, power to create uh, house rules. Yeah, they were not very, uh, they were not impactful. Uh, uh, house rules necessarily it was very situational. Yeah, here uh, should we mention what, what it was just yeah, while we're sure. at it? Uh, yeah. I guess the only like in-game rule which he had uh, going on was that uh, you count you count your unit strength as brutal versus individuals. In, yeah, in unless you're individual yourself, but then you don't have a. You say what? Unless you're you're, you're yeah. Unless you're an individual yourself, but then you don't have any units. Yeah, I guess your heart is zero then. In that <laughs> case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, uh, I think the final ruling was that it's stacked with normal and brutal. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, why not, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. It might be a bit much, but... Uh, okay, it's fine. Uh, in any case, um, I for- we forgot that when we played our first game. Yes. Yeah. Because I didn't really... I don't know. We played it like uh, we said in the in the battle report, which is out on YouTube now. It's on the YouTube yeah, channel. No yeah. spoilers. Giant um, Dwarf uh, podcast YouTube channel. Yep. Um, um, I said in the start of the video that we 
like jump started and played like three days in advance or something yeah. maybe four days even <laughs> uh, so we didn't even know that we was we were supposed to play uh, kill and invade which was a v-dog special scenario mm. so we played scavenge um, and we did also kind of forget about the the brutal against individuals and the uh, yensi made me aware that uh, you actually would have uh, been more successful against my Revenant King, who yeah, held, most likely, yeah. who he would have the... routed on the first uh, charge, I think. Yeah, because I think I just wavered him. Okay, uh, so he would have gotten the in, uh, inspiring then. Yeah, so he would have had a reroll. Might so, have, yeah. might have yeah. routed him actually, um, but in our game it wasn't like that. It wasn't that big of a deal. But um, I had one game which it actually mattered a lot. I got a horde into an individual and got that plus three. Oh. On the on the on the <laughs> like the uh, roll to uh, route, which um, actually helped a lot, uh, but I'll get back to that game later. But um, Ruth was a very powerful uh, rule as well. I uh, like it very much. It's, it's I do a very smooth rule. I think it's a bit um, interesting to notice that because when I had my previous conquest event in January, I kind of had this rule, but my rule was like a one use only. Because mm. uh, I made these cards, so you can, like, once during your game, you can say, Haha, I play this card, and now my unit gets, like, brutal, uh, unit strength brutal against your individual. Yeah. But I mean, now it was all the time, like, a, mm. a blanket rule, which is yeah. many times more powerful. Yeah, uh, sure. And the funny thing is, I got complaints that, it's, <laughs> that it was too powerful. When I used really? it, I liked it. I loved it. I thought it was <laughs> I perfect. Thought, I think the majority liked it like, absolutely. Mm. And uh, I mean, it seems like a good, uh, good rule anyway. I'm but, just, yeah. uh, I'm just a bit confused because Vidor uh, scaled it up to eleven, and I don't know, couldn't see anyone reacting. Maybe I <laughs> paved the way so well yeah. that uh, he could just safely up the ante and say, yeah, "Well, yeah, you know that rule." Because you got actually complained during your conquest, even though your rule was. Was much, much uh, yeah, one use only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like individuals are in the game. I mean, I'm a big hater of individuals, and I would rather just see the individuals just yeah. removed from the game. Let's of take, course. let's take that box right away. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll soon yeah. take the dominant box. And, <laughs> it's uh, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but, sure, but, uh, exactly. but uh, yes, uh, I like it. It's just uh, I don't think uh, I didn't charge that many individuals. I usually just ignore individuals, really. Yeah, because maybe you, yeah, you could ignore them, and but most of the time you can't actually get to them at yeah, all. That's true, so yeah. that's a big problem. It's like even even if you have this great ability to like yeah, plus three when I catch you, it's mm. the I mean the problem is to actually catch them. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I guess if if they just dance around you, yeah. you just ignore them. But the problem is when they they can block a unit, they can on purpose move in front of a unit one yeah. inch apart and then hold a unit for several turns. I mean that's the ridiculous part of yeah. individuals. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, it's like one of the three problems with them, I guess. Yeah, it's one so, of the big kings of war complaints. Which is why I had the other card, which was. Uh, Move through individual. <laughs> yeah, but I. Uh... But I get. But with brutal, at least you you have much higher chance of just removing it on tur- on, on in one turn. Yeah, which feels much better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I understand that you can't. I mean, it would be too much to take that rule as well and say you can do that all the time. You know. Mm. So. Um, that's the. I mean, uh, there were no cards in action. Uh, I think Vidor wanted it in the rules pack. 
Let's say if you have one or two rules in the rules pack, people, many people remember it. Some will always forget it, but I guess mm. uh, or it's uh, in part... our case, like we haven't, we hadn't even read the rules pack. I don't think it was so early. Yeah, well, I had, but I, yeah, I did remember to reread it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had it in the back of my mind. It's just that you know, I I wasn't expecting to play that day really, mm. and I didn't really think that oh, this is actually. We should follow the rules of the tournament because there was like yeah. three days ahead. So I, know, I was like, yeah. it was kind of a dis- disconnect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, do you want to actually just do all the like Kings of Spring related? Um, yeah, might as well. Right we are, we're uh, we're talking about it now anyway. Yeah, we're we into can. it because uh, we could just very quickly say how our games went and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, the first game uh, it's actually us. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't maybe we shouldn't spoil that cuz uh, we want people oh, yeah, to go and on, um, look at the yeah. battle report. Uh, pause this podcast <laughs> and go to go, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and search for Giant Dwarf podcast uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. And, watch and then it, you will and li- then go back and uh, listen to the rest. And then you will find out how the game our game went. Yeah. So welcome back to the podcast. Hope you you not seen how the battle report. Like that report huh? <laughs> what about it? Very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, go. so uh, uh, since we played this uh, our game before the actual um, day, we were allowed to come later, or uh, we, on we, the Saturday. Yeah. yeah, we could start yeah. game from game two, uh, which was a pretty cool. Um, I am trying to coin this uh, term, bastard GT. I'm working okay. very hard to coin this uh, phrase because uh, it's like a day and a half. So in the ah, same, right. see, same yeah. in the same way as a bastard sword is a hand and a half sword, mm-hmm. um, trying desperately to make uh, a day and a half tournament into a bastard GT or a bastard tournament or a stillborn GT. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this was a day and a halfer because you could play your day one, you could play your game one on the Friday, and on the Saturday were three games scheduled. But if you played it on the Friday already, then it was only game two and three, which you played on the Saturday. Mm. So when I arrived and you arrived, you of course arrived much earlier than I did. I arrived uh, just in time for game two. <laughs> I seem to I have a message on my phone saying, uh, <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to be there about 10. And then you responded, yeah, I'll be there uh, around, the, yeah, around that yeah. same time. But you were two hours late. Uh, I was, yeah. I mean, uh, you I were two was two hours later than you said you would be there, but you weren't actually late. I was, uh, yeah, exactly. I was on time because yeah. the, he. I was told the round would start at twelve. Yeah, which and was I true. was there eleven thirty-five. But yeah. I'm. Th- I have this feeling that it started very quickly after I arrived. Uh, but maybe that's just no. my feeling because I, I got because I got this feeling that when I, when I arrived, uh, some were done, but most were not. And uh, suddenly it was like, okay, game two starts now. And I felt like asking people, like, did you get a break? Did you get a break? Because I felt like even I hadn't got a break and I just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> you got the longest break. No, I'm pretty sure, um, I think uh, it was like 3 to 12 when uh, the, the pairing was done. Yeah, so, that's probably uh, right. It was um, pretty much on time. But the game started at 10, didn't it? Yeah. So 10 to 12 and... Just in my mind, then you needed a, like a little break be- between. But of course, it, yeah. if everyone is, if everyone are done, then I guess there's no reason to. Just I didn't really. But I'm, it's it's not my. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't probably. late anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't know if it was a break. Uh, I can't remember. I, I I was there and I just hung up for hung out for two hours. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really notice. Yeah. So uh, game two, uh, and guess which scenario we were gonna play? <laughs> it was scavenge. Same yeah. as we had played in our game one. Yeah. And the same as I had played twice last month, <laughs> uh, as yeah. mentioned in our preview. Yeah, had practice. So this is my fourth game of scavenge in four games. <laughs> <laughs> I think almost four days as well. Yeah. So uh, and I played. I was paired up against uh, Knut, which is a famous undead player on the Oslo scene. Mm. Previously ranked number one for a very long time. Yeah, top on the boards. Indeed. Uh, and uh, it was a very tight game. I'm of course. Uh, very uh, the underdog in this matchup. Um, he has yeah. this ability to win, win uh, tournaments, and he uh, he doesn't change his list a lot because his list is just very good. <laughs> yeah, good, and he plays it well. He plays it well in also yes, and um, no, I was in, in very tight. I had a bit of a basically he was planning to flank me because he had a larger force and he put his. Uh, he had a Soul Reaver Cavalry and a big vampire on Dragon, like the big new mm. one from COC-19, I think. Yeah, uh, great like 12 attacks. Yes, exactly. He put those on like the extreme flank where I had nothing, because I mm. tried to actually compact myself for once. I played on just four feet, oh, and yeah. I left it two feet uh, on the far flank just, just empty, um, because all the markers, the scavenge markers, were on... We're within those four feet. We put, uh, yeah. we didn't spread them out across the entire table. We kind of stacked them towards one side. Because uh, we both have kind of small forces. Kind of, yeah. So uh, it but would benefit both to have. Yeah, but uh, he put uh, like some heavy hitters on the flank. He was just going to kind of roll me up. But uh, mm. I had a, he failed a very s- simple nerve check. It wasn't. Uh, he. I mean, he, I think he needed like a five. Maybe he needed a four. To route yeah. my burrowing worm, I believe it was, but it didn't get that. So my burrowing worm stopped his revenant cav, I believe it was, and his vampire, greater vampire, for mm. an, for a whole turn. And then they had to go again to kill him. And then he was, then he had like forty damage or something. But then so he he really died on the second try. But just holding those up for one turn just means I had time to focus all my forces on on the rest of the table, and I. Mm. Um, was able to uh, pick up more tokens than him simply, and yeah. uh, by the end of the game, I just had more tokens. So and I it think was, uh, um, he, Knut is probably very used to just steamrolling things and yeah, then yeah, thinking about scenarios later in the game. Yeah, it might be. Uh, at least uh, I had the same experience in my game versus him, but uh, we can get to that later. Mm. I actually voted for him as most uh, unlucky player because oh. uh, he had the. Uh, I think he needed a four to route that burrowing worm, which was crucial, and I think he needed a uh, yeah four or a five to route the Soul Reaver infantry, and he failed that too mm. in the same turn or the turn after. So uh, almost, almost like he needed Snake Eyes to to <laughs> not succeed. So uh, in one of those, even he rolled, he technically rolled two once, but you know he, he didn't need. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, still. Uh, yeah, he needed a three or something or a four. 
But yeah, so I won that one. It was a very big uh, land. Well, no, no, I mean, I was gonna say landslide. I didn't mean landslide. It was like a shocker. Uh, it was an odds breaker because uh, I've never beat <laughs> like, Knut. Uh, the victor of the underdogs. Yeah, I, I've, I've also very rarely played him because if we, if it's a tournament, uh, let's just say our paths uh, diverge very quickly. Uh, whereas I will just either lose <laughs> or float around mid the table. He yeah. will quickly rise to the top. So it's very rare for me to face him at all. He's never in my yeah, no, uh, in my area. Yeah. <laughs> no, same for me. I've never really, you know, <laughs> been yeah. in his league. So exactly. No, so everyone was very surprised, and I got some uh, shocked responses when I said I had beaten Knut. <laughs> and it was like, what? Say what? <laughs> and uh, people started saying that uh, I shall be called Walkover Fred no more. Or, <laughs> yeah. uh, we might wow. have to stop calling you Freebie Fred. <laughs> and I was like, eh, let's let's hold your horses for a little bit. Uh, yeah, this might be a fluke. It's probably a fluke. Well, anyway, yeah, that was my game too. Yeah, uh, my game too was versus uh, one of the organizers actually, uh, Thomas uh, yeah. B A mm-hmm. B A himself. And here his list is um, uh, that is dwarves with some uh, Brotherhood allies with those flying knights oh. in the regiments. Oh, so yeah. not too uh, too cheesy. Cool. Um, yeah, it was a very close game. Uh, it was uh, the thing is uh, he managed somehow because he had uh, he had range on me on charging mm-hmm. because my combat goblins on that flank mostly uh, foot sluggers. And uh, they're quite quick in you know, trolls and mobis, but he has twenty charge yeah. with his uh, with with uh, three things. So he had like a captain on a Pegasus, and then those two regiments of, of the oh, Brotherhood yeah. uh, flying knights. I heard him talk about it on the like pairings podcast. It was yeah. it was like a like a like a battle group. Mm. So it was like a all flying battle group. Yeah, thing? exactly. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> so he managed to get sort of on the flank. He managed to charge. Um, three of my units uh, simultaneously s- yes uh, and that's oh, yeah. usually that's not a bad thing it's just that uh, he uh, he sort of I don't know he didn't roll that well and so he just mm. he, they never died and I was I was hoping for him to die oh okay uh, you know because I needed um, I needed to get, then I would ha- I had units behind so I could charge oh, him yeah, okay. you know so it was the sort of um, yeah that flank did not go it was very grindy yeah, and, and, when char- and, when, and when he of course charges three things at the same time, then you're unable to yeah, to I, I couldn't ma- maneuver properly. Mm. So uh, I think I played quite well in that game. Actually, we it was a close close match uh, on, overall. Yeah, but yeah, it was um, it was sluggish, and uh, I just couldn't uh, get enough points. I, I can't yeah. remember. Ex- I think he had ended up with three tokens, and I had ended up with one. But, okay, uh, but I think I had picked up two of them. Can't remember. So, um, and we played blackjack, uh, which we maybe forgot to mention. So, mm, yeah. was it like, uh, did you get a six then instead of a seven? Um, no, I'm pretty sure I got seven actually. Got seven. So I yeah. might I could, maybe just one difference, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was very close. And uh, mm. uh, uh, and one thing uh, about this whole tournament, actually, I, I, there was no like, I had no game where I felt like one side had. A lot of luck or uh, okay. or unlucky. It was like, I felt like all the dice rolls were very, 
exactly what you expected of them. Okay. Usually, I mean, there was some <laughs> spiking here and there, but there were there's so few of them. Usually, I feel like some games, like, okay, I, I could never have won this because oh, yeah, you know, okay. someone gets like three rolls in a row where you, you know, just devastates your, uh, yeah. your, your army. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, because that kind of breaks the fun because it's like, I played well, but my dice yeah. were crap. But if you can honestly say that the dice were fair this game, then yeah. I mean that's a great yeah, thing for the too. for the enjoyment of the game, I guess. Yeah, I mean I had uh, I had great fun in that game, and I felt like both of us played very well. Mm. It was uh, very tight. Cool. Right. And uh, you know it's always fun to play dwarves uh, because I used to play them. Yep. And, uh, you know when you you waver them and you just you just realize <laughs> or the or the the guy playing dwarves in this case uh, Thomas, mm -hmm. you know he was just yeah, but you know. Uh, headstrong. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and oh, yeah. the, when you played dwarves, they didn't even have the three plus. They had just the four yeah, plus headstrong. Yeah. But I always made sure to mention it. Yeah. Because you know it's very psychological uh, warfare, yeah. isn't it? It's like Indeed. yeah, but yeah, I have headstrong. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and I always like pretended like yeah, but I always always make them rules. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a loss for you in the round two. Uh, yeah. Speaking of headstrong. Um, I actually failed a headstrong test in, in the game versus Knut, which would have been oh, even yeah. made it even better for me. Because when mm. that burrowing worm stood on that uh, insanely in unlikely roll, uh, there were a unit of the troop of um, Soul Reaver infantry were placed to ch to be they could have ch flank charged the vampire on the dragon, but mm. they got wavered by some uh, long range shooting for some uh, skeleton archers or something. But they had Dwarven Ale, and I mm. failed, the, the, I got a 2 when <laughs> I rolled, the, so I was like, ah, oh, they had Dwarven Ale, I'm going to flank you, and then, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe the worst part of it now being 3+, plus is that it feels worse to fail it. <laughs> yeah, that, Because, that's like, you, you will always make a 3+, plus, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, cool. And uh, then uh, game three, um, we were gonna play um, doo -doo 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 pillage. Yes. Good old pillage. pillage, which for my army is like the best yeah. best scenario. It's yeah. uh, the ultimate. And it's such a classic scenario. Gotta love it. Mm. Uh, although I was very surprised to um, that it was uh, not capped. Uh, so we rolled and we rolled like a maximum. So we needed oh. seven tokens. And yeah. that put me at a very large disadvantage straight away because mm. I have such a small army. And uh, who were you playing? In, uh, I was playing Henning. And that was top table as well. Yeah, I was playing fine. top table for the maybe the first time in my Kings of War career. <laughs> Although this is, yeah. I mean, in all in in a just three game event. Yeah. I mean, it's not really representative. Yeah, because wow. you can fluke and then suddenly you're high and then if it would have been game four and five, you know, I probably would have ended up further down. But I was technically on table one in the final yeah. round, so that was fun. And the V-Dog tweeted about it and uh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, when he tweeted about it, I, I could see myself in the photo and I know that in that moment, like when they took my picture, I was thinking... I'm never going to win this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Faith Henning, which is now the current number one on the ranking. Yeah, you had a good... Uh, you met me, which is also, you know, top ranked. Yeah. Top of the board. Top ranked uh, <laughs> uh, role player. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then Knut, which has been number one for a long time. Yeah. Then Henning. So, yeah. You're now the, uh, yeah, I had a very hard road, I guess. 
uh, including you. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and he played the uh, League of Roar there. Uh, and he had this very fun new new list with, with uh, the teleporting mage and Olaf mm. the Barbarian. So he, yeah. he was going to teleport Olaf behind my lines and all that. That was uh, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but I just had uh, a uphill struggle because, like I said, so many tokens. And he had Roar there, so he had some cheaper yeah, human he troops. A, he has a bit of... Uh, quite a few drops. Yeah, a lot of drops. So he could... he I mean, he could kind of place stuff on tokens... A little bit and and leave him there just to make sure he won the game. Whilst mm. I I just had to you know try to win the battle, so I couldn't really yeah. sacrifice anything. Um, and uh, also there was not a lot of. Uh, I mean he had some Pathfinder on the knights, and uh, there was a lot of hills on this table. So because uh, the tables yeah. were a bit themed, we didn't mention that until now. Yeah. But and and. I I I like this uh, in its own right. I mean, Vidog had set up pre-set terrain mm. on, on all the tables. Table. Try to theme it a bit, like the the winter table and the the lava yeah. table. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm fine with but, that actually. The but only of, but of course you can yeah because you can then experience what we experienced in on our first uh, Clash of Kings UK that mm. you might come to a table with zero forests or with yeah, zero, zero obstacles, obstacles. And, and of course. We're not saying it was that bad because there were, uh, I mean, all yeah, the terrain no. was on every table, but like one of the types had been kind of uh, multiplied, mm. right? So I kind of ended up on the hill table <laughs> versus uh, a knight army basically with yeah. speed eight and speed ten uh, and speed seven. So it and was, were those uh, height three knights as well? Height three, speed seven mm. knights, so you yeah. can see over the hill and all the others. I mean, it, it, everything with speed eight and above. Outpaced my entire army because mm. my fastest unit is the burrowing worm with speed seven. Yeah. So it was like, ah, okay. So I have, I have speed disadvantage. I kind of feel like I have terrain disadvantage, and we have seven tokens, which for me is a scenario disadvantage. So because say you yeah. have like twelve drops, or even less. Um, my number of drops. Yeah, because uh, you have a lot of four. In my head, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, not more than twelve. Yeah. And Between he, ten and twelve, perhaps. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, difficult with seven tokens. Then, even especially since he had at least three more drops than you. Yeah. And he had the smaller shooting units as well. Yeah, I mean he had two of those organ guns. Uh, yeah, but he had some didn't. But and some roared. fast cab with bows. Yeah, so he can he can run up to tokens, stand on them, and shoot. Which also is like a, a huge thing in. Uh, yeah, with this, with the riders, he could do that, I guess. And he had a mm. mage on Arales, I think. He had a very cool model. It was uh, like a beast mage with lots of birds on the base. Yeah, he's been so, uh, <laughs> transported by birds. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> it looked, I mean, at first glance, you would think it was an individual, but it, it was based on the proper like monster base or. Um, yeah, I think it was a 50 by 50, like. Uh, yeah, like the large cavalry, then I guess height three, mm. but uh, that was really cool. And uh, but yeah, my point was that, that model could uh, could score. So yeah. th so that mage had Blizzard, of course. Yeah. So he would stand on a, on like the maximum range of Blizzard, mm. like 30, 36 or something, and kind of just his plan was always to just if yeah. he, f he could fly a little bit around, but he was always going to fly back to that token. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and take that at the end, uh, which he did. Um, it was a very good game overall, and uh, um, I had. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm saving something for my epic moment from this game. 
yeah. actually. Mm, but uh, it was fun, and I can tell you that Urlaf uh, getting getting him teleported behind my lines that was uh, that was fun. I, I said to Thomas and V Dog on the pre-tournament cast that I was uh, actually hoping to face Henning because I wanted to face the pain of a teleporting fighter hero, and uh, that was cool. Um, he he wasn't. I mean, he was very disruptive. But I was actually able to kill him with my ghoul horde, which is when oh, I yeah. needed my plus three <laughs> on the on the nerve. Yeah, because um, uh... when he teleported behind me, I turned my horde around. Yeah, I remember I saw that. I, yeah. I was walking by the table and I was like, "What is going on there?" <laughs> Classic Fred. <like. laughs> and it, but if you glance at it, like what you can see is that my horde of ghouls is in the forest, turned with his back to the uh, approaching knight regiments. Yeah. I think there were like two knight regiments and and dragon, like the um, ancient arrowheads. Mm. But the thing is, they were none of them were in, were on range. No, no. Were, yeah. At least the knights were. Maybe the arrowheads. I can't really recall. But the knights were outside of sixteen. So I, I had, I thought I'm gonna turn him around, because uh, he can't charge me this turn. Yeah. Uh, and then I was able to. Char- rare, well, yeah, rare charge doesn't matter. But I ch- charged Orlov and got mm. into melee with him uh, before he actually could get it, the rest of his uh, stuff really in my face. So it worked. Uh, I killed, I killed Orlov with the ghouls, <laughs> but he did um, this. He uh, Olaf killed my Lich King, mm. and uh, he kind of he really damaged my Revenant King, I think. And of with course, with the blizzard or. Was that the main goal of the Blizzard uh, guy? Um, the Blizzwiz? Yeah, no. Blizzard... Uh, he, I mean, my Rev King got really hurt by, by the Hex spell, actually. Ah, yeah. Because he, he Hexed him, and I tried for a spell. I'm going uh, yeah, st- yeah, to say this for later, because that, that's my <laughs> big moment. Right. But anyway, it was, uh, it was a good game. It was fun. And uh, very tight, very tactical. Um, but I was not surprised to lose the game in the end. And then got bumped, got bumped down to fourth place, mm. uh, which I share, I believe, with Bjorn. Uh, Shared fourth place. Yeah, but it's fourth. So. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I haven't come. For, I haven't been that close to the top three since uh, top Invasion nice. twenty sixteen. Uh, <laughs> the last time I got a, I got a third place, uh, and that's the highest I've had before this. So. The only time I was on the top table was uh, against uh, the former champion himself, William. Yep, I can remember. I played dwarves back then. That's how I felt this time. I yeah. was. I think I said to you, <laughs> um, "This reminds me of that time you faced William on table <laughs> one in the final round and just got stomped with my uh, all infantry dwarves as well." Yeah, you know, I had already started my self nerfing. Yeah, and he then. had his super duper undead. Yeah, list, undead, yeah, so. with the uh, revenant cav. Uh, Soul no, River, Soul River, Cab, yeah. Soul River Infantry, <laughs> Morgoth uh, maybe. It w- it went quite well. That I can remember that the game went quite well for a while. Okay, uh, but then yeah, I lost in the end. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, that's how it goes when a self nerfers like uh, you and I we mm. we uh, come too close to the sun. Yeah, that's the thing. Our wings burn off and we plummet <laughs> back down. You stay out of the sun, really. <laughs> yeah, stay out of the sun, guys. <laughs> Stay come into the shady cave of the self nerf instead yeah. of instead of hanging out in the sun all day. Why do you want to do that? Just RP. You get sunburn, skin <laughs> cancer. You know you don't want that. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, the whole point of self-norm is to have an excuse, isn't it? To yeah. not play good. So. <laughs> or yeah, an excuse when you don't play good. <laughs> so when you play good, you know, you're on the top table, you suddenly <laughs> have so much <laughs> responsibility. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so how how did your game three go then? Yeah, my game three was against uh, Knut, and uh, you know, uh, no, the same the, Knut as I played. Yeah, right? same yeah. the guy, you know, Knut Stanley. Yeah, it's called, and um, you know, he's under the horde, and uh, you know, same same mess with you. I mean, I I have played him very rarely because you know I'm not in his yeah. area at all. <laughs> So, but uh, you know, I I had a plan because I have uh, I have twenty drops or maybe twenty one actually because there were two hundred fifty points extra. Yeah. So I think it was twenty one, uh, and he has you know ten or something, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, one uh, uh, he has one he has that big dragon and he has the soul river cavalry. Yeah. Uh, so immediately, you know, my plan was to okay, I'm gonna ignore the dragon. The dragon can only kill one unit a turn. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna completely ignore it. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm, uh, if I'm gonna do anything, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna try to charge him with my flea bag riders with uh, haste, just to uh, make him not able to fly. Yeah, that was the plan. Uh, and um, and I deployed. Uh, of course, he he had deployed when I had half my army to deploy after he was done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when he put down his soldier cab, I was like, okay, so uh, Mobius troop, Mobius troop. <laughs> And just a lot of cheap stuff. Did you put them behind each other just to, to uh, add to yeah, the... Yeah, I could have done I didn't do it that thematically. <laughs> they were a little bit spread out, but okay. they, I mean, they had a plan. And they, uh, I mean, I knew exactly where they were going. Okay. They were just going to feed, you know, mm -hmm. him a unit a turn. I just, I just see them, like, in a bus formation. <laughs> like, layer yeah. upon layer upon layer. It would have layer. been fun, but it would have been too obvious, I think. And, you know, he, uh, Knut Stalin is not, uh, you know, he's not an idiot. So I, I think we picked up uh, about it on that. Uh, but, yeah, and uh, uh, on this flank, he had a, uh, he had a dragon and a soldier of a cab on, on one flank. This was pillage. Okay, same trick as against me then. Yeah, mm. uh, and I had my two fleet bag rider regiments and a bigot on, on the on the wide flank. And uh, first I thought, okay, he's pro. He might send that dragon to just kill those flea bags. Mm. Uh, it, that's not an easy job, even for a dragon, really, because it, especially in the front, because you know, you kill one, you get another one, you charge for another one. So yeah. it could be risky. Uh, but that's what I thought he would do. But uh, he didn't. He he flew the dragon. Uh, uh, towards the center, mm. uh, and he did some breath uh, thing. Lightning probably, or breath. yeah, he had some lightning yeah, or something. Mm. Uh, so that just that that just cleared that that uh, flank for my flea bags to just you know steam 20 ahead. Inch, yeah, twenty two inch. Yeah, twenty two and twenty. So they were like <laughs> perfectly angled in, in towards his army. Mm. Uh, but I think he, he he was just okay. I'm just gonna ignore those guys because they don't hit that well. I mean, mm -hmm. what, uh, all I could charge was his uh, Soul River Cavalry with Defense 6, mm -hmm. uh, and they would be hindered, so, you know, hitting on 5s oh, yeah. and then 6s, and it even, in the, even in the flank, you know. Yeah. Okay, so, and if you didn't kill them, they could just still charge straight ahead? Yeah, And exactly, you would yeah. just had to watch them disappear? You just ignore me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was also an Archer Regiment uh, on that uh, flank, uh, that yeah. he, I guess he was hoping to just... Uh, uh, kill at least one of those units with that but okay he did not and i managed to actually charge one of them in turn two i think oh. uh, but the crucial part was that uh, i managed to um, 
I managed to get, uh, I think it was flank charge on his dragon with one of my flea bag, flea bag regiments. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, in there. And, that, uh, you know, that denied his flying, which mm-hmm. was crucial. And uh, then I just, uh, and, uh, I just kept on ignoring that dragon. I just, okay, I'm just, gonna, I'm just marching ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, we can kill maximum of one unit a turn. Uh, and uh, I presented my legion with the flank towards the dragon, so he could charge my legion in the flank. But uh, you know, uh, I was confident that they would actually hold for at least one turn. So then he would waste a turn trying e- to kill a legion. Even the flank? I think so. Yeah, twenty-four attacks, and they would be hindered because they were in like a little water. Okay, so twelve hits. Yeah. So uh, I was like, okay, twelve dam- I, ten damage perhaps. Yeah, and then uh, so I, I was confident that that would. Uh, Hold for at least one, uh, at least two turns. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, if they were undamaged, then yeah, they were completely undamaged, oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were kind of they were, uh, you know, fl- foot slugging at the back of my army as well. Mm. You know, they were just there to hold objective, really. Yeah, oh, nice. Um, or pick up uh, objectives uh, in, in scavenge. No, 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 hold objective. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> because it was, uh, <laughs> Uh, well, did you play it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, I played a third scavenger. And then I picked up that pillage token. I was like, okay. It would have been nice because we played scavenge by accident first game. Yeah. And then we rolled scavenge and then I played pillage. Imagine if you just played scavenge. <laughs> I don't want to play this pillage stuff. I, I just play scavenge. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I interrupted you though. Were you, yeah, were I'm you reading my notes, so that's actually fine. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I just kept ignoring that uh, uh, dragon. But it was very important that I could just got... I think I actually scored one wound with that flea bag regiment uh, on the dragon, but actually. Just the one? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was tight. <laughs> because they were hindered, they had to charge over uh, oh, yeah. obstacle. Lose that one thunderous. Yeah, one thunderous gone and hitting on fives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, but it was, that was probably the most important charge I did that game, really. Yeah, nice. Because really he was then approaching your front of your army? And you take, took away his fly, so he had to just charge something that was right yeah, in front yeah. of him? N- next turn, he could have uh, f- flown behind my army. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, or another... Ch- uh, b- and since he didn't have a fly, all he could charge then was, you know, some uh, some Morbis troops or, uh, yeah. you know, a regiment of rabble. Because you were pretty close. Yeah, uh, all, of those, all of the cheap ones were on that flank, pretty much. Just, okay. you know... Okay. <laughs> st- nice. Steamrolling for the... Uh, a sort of a cavalry, and that yeah. was their job. That's um, cool. I guess that's the big thing with having a bit of cheap troops. When you f- when you first get that one damage on the flyer and ground him, mm. it's like, yeah, come and take my cheap troops. Um, but for like for an elite army, it, often it's like you yeah. almost get disappointed when you ground a flyer because they can just go, yeah, well, I, uh, they might still charge have something speed still. ten, so I'm going to charge mm. your expensive unit and maybe take it off. But if you have something cheap to kind of present as targets, then you'll feel like you like engineered this uh, like your yeah. master move. And I think it's important to remember when you play Kings of War, I mean, it doesn't matter if a unit has 100 attacks. It can only kill one unit a turn. Yeah, true. And that's it. So it doesn't matter how... If it, it can cost 1,000 points, mm-hmm. have 1,000 attacks, but <laughs> it can still just kill one unit a turn. Yeah. So if you can dictate what it can charge... Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, it will kill like things that cost eighty points or mm-hmm. uh, hundred points. True, mm-hmm. and so that's that. That was my plan, and it worked perfectly. And I, it reminds me of uh, the Clash of Kings uh, game where I played the guy from Spain with like twenty-two heal a turn. Yeah, uh, the orc player. Yeah. player yeah. 
And I did uh, pretty much the same, except that I didn't really ignore any of his units or shaft them down. But mm -hmm. I managed to get every every charge I had was at least three units on something. <laughs> so I just took things out the first mm -hmm. turn, uh, like on the first charge, yeah. uh, so that you know, yeah, you can heal, but they're dead, so you can't heal exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, and like you did to me in the battle report. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. That's where I learned the Spoiler trick. Spoiler alert. And the rest of the battle uh, was pretty much the dragon doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, because, um, you know, he was kind of stuck there. Yeah, and he must be a bit pricey since he has both lightning and yeah. uh, breath weapon. Yeah, and it's huge and 12 attacks. Yeah, so he... I mean, that must be some points that kind of go to waste when he gets, you know, in the... Land grounded and or in the melee, I mean, yeah. it must be at least fifty points for those two shooting attacks. Yeah, probably. yeah. I mean, he's probably expensive. I, I bet he's expensive. Mm. I think those are probably the two hundred fifty extra points for that army. I think because he didn't use it last time. I'm pretty sure it's very possible. I think he said that it was a very cute army plus a big guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So that was your plus. Uh, well, add this unit. <laughs> And then at one point, uh, uh, I mean, he was he was all locked down with, uh, together with the soldier, the cavalry. You know, it was those two in the middle of a lot of cheap stuff, so we yeah. had didn't have that much uh, options. Uh, but then at one point, he charged. Uh, I put my bigot right in front of the of the non-flying dragon. Yeah. Uh, and then he tried to uh, to charge my bigot. You mm -hmm. know, and then I was like, oh shit, you have brutal then. Uh, you know, and in my head he had like uh, unit strength two, because it was so large. Or? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but it's only unit strength one, so yeah. we only had a brutal one, yeah. which we remembered. Mm -hmm. uh, and and he, and he actually failed to break the bigot as well. well individual. But, yeah, it shows how sturdy individuals are, and you know the bigot. He's not amazing. <laughs> he's nine eleven. Oh, great, like what's it called, vampire on greater undead dragon or something. Yeah. And then you have a bigot, come on, guy! <laughs> and you actually survive it? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of, one of the few uh, times during the whole tournament where I felt like, okay, I was quite lucky. Yeah, okay. Because, it, it, you know, it held up that uh, dragon another turn. Yeah, uh, wow. So that was quite lucky as well. But I, I felt like I had that place under control. Yeah. And the rest of the, uh, rest of the army, they were doing, yeah, multi-chargers. Because, you know, heal and mummies... He has two regiments of mummies, famously. Yep. Uh, and the uh, regenerating revenant horde yeah. because of Morgoth. Mm. Yeah. So uh, uh, he's got to hit it hard. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of the army had that job, you know, mm. multi charge and kill things in one turn. Yeah. That was um, that was, and they did fantastically well. Mm. Uh, so I mean, uh, it was one of those games after game. I was like, wow. Man, I, I mean, I you played you, well. You wish you made that into a battle report. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a fine battle report, actually. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the, uh, for all the games in this uh, this tournament, I was like, usually when I go to a tournament, I just want to have fun. I don't really care. But I, I was like, okay, this time I, I'm going to make you know a little bit of extra effort just during the game. I always try to win. I'm not like yeah. I'm just you know not not having a plan or anything but mm. you know usually I'm yeah I have a plan but you know I, I talk a lot and I just move things a little bit do silly things maybe but now it's like okay I'm gonna play by by the book yeah. to say and just try and uh, that game was just every part of my plan just worked perfectly well which yeah, well, just sounds, feels good sounds great so maybe uh, 
I mean, maybe you had a, a positive effect of our pre-tournament uh, warm-up game. Got a bit yeah. of the, the juices <laughs> flowing. And uh, also you have some good... I mean, your army, your combat goblins have always been, you know, what they are. But they have actually received some buffs, like cut 19 buffs. Yeah, that's uh, true. A yeah. couple of small things yeah, at least. Of and, course, uh, really important uh, old, buffs as well. Old, minor, but minor, yeah. so important. But just, I mean, for I think for you to have an army that you know so well, mm. I mean, uh, you, you played you played the same army for a while, and and to to then just receive some small things which help you out. Mm. Uh, I mean, it might that. be larger than than people would think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. The main thing, and I think that's uh, the, the main thing you're thinking about, is the removal of yellow bellet on uh, minsters. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the big that, ones. That's huge, because that was mm. usually, that was one of the reasons why I couldn't win often, because they yeah. would fail. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. It was like, uh, you had it perfectly positioned to help for a double or triple charge or something, yeah. and then... Okay, yellow belly. Oh no, we got a one, and then and then <laughs> you didn't have enough, so it survived anyway. I just yeah. recall so many games where that happened. Yeah, but um, yeah, but let's. Um, yeah, I ended up with. Um, um, uh, yeah, I think Knut managed to get one token. Okay. And I got three. So, so you got a good win and uh, shocking. Uh, 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 we got a message from Iwin today. He was completely shocked that the, <laughs> we had both won against uh, Knut. Yeah. Um, I think I think he basically said first that the sky was falling because I had done well yeah. and I had beaten Knut, <laughs> and then you said I beat Knut as well, and he said like, okay, that's it, I'm uh, gonna grab my like my bug out bag and head for the fallout shelter because yeah, the end will. of the world is surely here. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I hope Knut doesn't feel like we're talking too much about his defeats. Uh, hopefully <laughs> he's, uh, he takes this like well, a champ, because yeah. uh, he is a champ. If he even listens to the podcast. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out, maybe. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, it was a very good uh, good tournament, and uh, um, Dog had some fun diplomas. Uh, his son had uh, helped create them yeah. with some paint, like hand paint and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. That was fun. Um, I was going to say one thing. Oh, yeah, we played with... Uh, well, I, at least, played um, with my earlier compromise snake eyes rule uh, from Conquest, yeah. which was that... Um, uh, snake eyes is in effect I mean there's always a chance to get those double ones and the unit is steady but if the unit had suffered more than uh, like above the route number in damage so let's say you have 13-15 nerve mm. if you have more than 15 so that's 16 or more damage then you're, you're never inspired so mm. you will never get that two like the, the, the twice yeah. attempts you know mm. uh, yeah so you always get one though but it re- reduces the odds of it happening quite a lot. So I feel like if I get double ones on the one and only attempt, mm. then that's that's uh, that's all right. But uh, if I get yeah, it on the second try, it just feels like ah, you know, it yeah. feels like such, so much more of a drag. I think supporters <laughs> of the double one rules always bring up yeah, but it, uh, you know it, the chance of getting double one is so low, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you think about it, with inspiring, you know that those odds are not. Not that bad at all. I mean, you you roll a lot of nerve during a mm. game, and if um, and you can roll them all twice as well, then yeah. you have a high number of rolls, and it's mm. bound to happen at least once almost. I mean, uh, every yeah. game to get yeah. double ones. 
but with this I think I got double bonds just once or something like that. So yeah, I, I, I prefer that. We had like an optional rule this tournament. I think you could uh, I think the rules pack said that if you um, if you had disagreement then you played with double ones. Uh, mm. but uh, I was able to convince all my opponents to play with the compromise. Yeah. Um, Actually, against Knut, we played without it completely. Okay, I think Knut is a fan of no, yeah. like take and it out uh, completely. But I was able to play with him, like yeah, I mean, with the he, he would never well. argue on it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, both me and Knut were like, we we don't like the double one rule anyway. Yeah, so I know. It's uh, even though it's very disadvantage for me because yeah. my <laughs> my common goblins they would benefit from double one usually. Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. So yeah, but I I, I liked. Um, the compromise rule. And then at least we don't take it completely out of the scene, sort of. Yeah. And the the role playing guys, Eirik uh, and Martin, and those guys will uh, <laughs> feel like the the yeah. brave fighting men will always have a chance for that it's, last. It's stand. quite fun, isn't it? Most people that have actually tried to play without double one end up never playing with double one again. <laughs> that's so, true. But usually like the usually the more competitive guys though, like I win. Knut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you know we gotta cater a bit for the yeah, yeah. the guys who play Kingdoms of Men. Yeah. Too. I think it's fine that we have like okay if we disagree we follow the book. And uh, yeah. you know if uh, if um, you both agree then you play without or with a compromise rule. Yeah. It's fine. And then in the future, when uh, Mantic removes the double one uh, rule, you know we we can say yeah, but if we disagree, <laughs> we play with a book. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, anything else from that tournament? Uh, you won the most forgiving opponent award. Yeah, which uh, means that. Uh, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Uh, I guess it means like t- uh, accepting takebacks. I suppose, yeah, that you never, like, denied people stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot to move my guy. Is that okay? And I think I'm... Uh, I don't know if I'm famous for it, but I always let people, <laughs> like, do region, uh, you know, in my turn and stuff, if yep. they forget, because mm. I think it's silly not to. And, uh, you know, and I hope they will do the same for me, because mm. um, I, have, I, I, I misremembered things as well. Yeah. Of course, uh, you know, we, you have to draw the line at, like, you know, movement or stuff that... You know, we can't you can't do that again in the, in your in the opponent's turn. But uh, I mean, if someone wants line, to do a take back, then I'm fine. Yeah. With it. I mean, there there must be a line somewhere, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you are famous for this, Lars. When you walk down the street, yeah. people are like, "Oh my God, it's Lars! He's so forgiving." I must remember to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's cool. And uh, um, Tour Andre won the most unlucky player award. Mm. And uh, yeah. me and Bjorn, we shared apparently the most correct player award. But you got the diploma. Uh, no, uh, Bjorn got the diploma. Okay. I can uh, I don't have it at least. You took the photo. Yeah. <laughs> if I <laughs> if I got it, then I've lost it. I think Bjorn got it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was only one. So yeah. Yeah. I think you agreed. <laughs> and there were some lottery prizes, which was cool. Uh, I actually, won a box of salamanders. Mm. Uh, which is nice. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. And your brother Christian. He's, yeah, uh, lo- looks like I'm actually going to sell them on to oh, right, okay. to uh, to a guy. Uh, yeah, fair. To, uh, yeah. So to a salamander uh, collector here in Oslo, oh. who will have more use for them than, than I, because uh, my brother has enough models. Really, he doesn't really. Need, yeah. He needs more time to play. Not yeah, more he doesn't really play. So. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, uh, and uh, I did. I tried to do a little bit of work during this event. I had my 
work phone with a YouTube app, and I did some recording of video snippets yeah. uh, during the, the games. Uh. I was playing those. It was like, okay, uh, set it up, press record, and uh, you know, play a round or two of my game, and then, okay, yeah. leave my clock running. I have to run over, stop the recording, publish the recording. Mm. So I used my own time to run and record and stop recording and uh, juggle that whilst playing. It was uh, I never timed out, so it, it went fine. Um, yeah, but the recordings I them all uh, in afterwards. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I, I like them. It's like you know, five minutes here, ten minutes there. Yeah, and some were a bit shorter than I would have preferred because I ran out of memory a couple of times, mm. and some were much longer than necessary. For instance, the the one where you just see the overview is twenty minutes long, yeah. and then you see the same. I mean, <laughs> is not that much going on? No, there's. I mean, at that distance, there is literally nothing going on. But the thing is, I I just forgot about it, and then like that was the overview of the whole whole, the whole gaming room. room. Yeah, so it wasn't just the so, one table. <laughs> so I started it, you know, was happy. Yeah, I was like happy it was running, and then. You know, maybe like three game rounds later, I was like, "Oh shit, the camera!" And then I had to go and <laughs> and it had actually stopped itself because oh, it yeah. ran out of memory space again. <laughs> so we just stopped the footage. So it would have probably gone on for forty minutes if I, you know, if yeah. the, uh, I, I don't think I could have published it if it was forty minutes of nothing. <laughs> but um, so I hope that some people look, look at that. Um, uh, I mean, what I did of course do a little real review myself when. Uh, when I published it, and uh, it was cool, just because you hear people talking, you like you hear game chatter going on. Yeah, uh, especially if you know Norwegian. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. It's uh, yeah. For if you don't understand Norwegian, you can look at the picture. <laughs> I mean, you you do see uh, the battle line and the, some units being moved. Uh, it's not like you know you can't use it for a battle report. You probably can't even understand what's going on half the time. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's just uh, I think because I watched some and it's like you know uh, only like turn four and five uh, yeah. or something and it's like yeah but I, I can see what I, I can get like the outline of what, yeah. what what has happened it's just a little like like a slice yeah, of uh, slice of life from uh, yeah. from Kings of Spring <laughs> it would be exciting to have like turn four <laughs> five and six in a game just uh, yeah if I was the To yeah, like next time, obviously with more time. Yeah, I probably would have tried to to do mm. even more. Like and you can uh, monitor more as well. Yeah, exactly. So think, uh, for, for example, you you had my game against uh, Thomas Ba, mm-hmm. and all the fighting was actually taking place outside. Or like yeah, it was cameras didn't catch. Um, it was like below the picture. Yeah, exactly. So we were comments like, oh, live. <laughs> streaming Fred. <laughs> it was like that time I was on the on the live stream at um, Clash of Kings in Cardiff, I think it was, yeah. and it was this huge um, like tower on the table, mm. which blocked like the the view for the entire final foot and a half of the table. Yeah, and of course everything happened. Yeah, and like when you, and uh, I just did, had to deploy a lot of stuff there because of like you know battle reasons. I, yeah. I I couldn't respect the camera, sort of. I wanted to try to win the game, right? So what happened is, and I also deployed something all the way like too close to the camera, like you like just like you mm. said now. So my stuff on the far right was invisible for the live stream, <laughs> and on the far left it was invisible for the live stream. And so I think they actually commented like, "Yeah, that was very like selfless of Fred to actually hide his units." <laughs> Now that he has a chance to like show them to the world, I was like, "No, I'm gonna hide them on each flank." <laughs> yeah. So um, 
Yeah, it's, just, it's not supposed to be, be perfect, just a little... Yeah. And, um, but I'm, I mean, if you had been a TO, you could monitor more, like, okay, this, yeah, yeah. this footage is probably not the best, let's, yeah, let's I, I uh, could adjust also, it or change table or... Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I could even have, like, do it, done it, like, through Twitch instead of just from the YouTube yeah, that's app. True, yeah. So I could have actually had, like, you know, seen how it was and maybe do a little commentary or write some in the chat box Yeah, you could side. have your lap, you could do it... Uh, Probably do it from uh, remotely. Yeah, I could sit a couple of meters away and like yeah. handle it. So I'm not gonna promise that, but uh, <laughs> I did like how easy it was as, as long as yeah. you just set up the YouTube app. And uh, and yeah. yeah, so that was cool. Um, good event. Lots of photos being taken, showing the game. Yeah, and this was 2,250 points. Yeah, not sure if we mentioned that. Probably, but but uh, what it did was that it ma- it ma- it made me change my list. Which was good because I played. It made you actually do something. Yeah, I, d- I had played identical <laughs> list for two years now. So. That's I think that's the the biggest upside with changing points yeah. around. Because when you change your list, you kind of have to look at the items again. Maybe like oh yeah, because what's now, new in Cug nineteen? Huh? I thought like okay, I had to feel like I had like fifty points. I didn't know oh, how I'm gonna spend that. Yeah. So I just took all my troll regiments, four of them. Mm-hmm. I thought okay, I, I give each of them a, a magic item. Yeah. You know, one of the cheap ones, like uh, at least uh, one a new one, right? The uh, skull pole, did you yeah, bring skull that? pole. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but staying stone is not uh, new. I didn't even have staying stone. So no, I think you had the like the, uh, the just the dwarven ale uh, skull pole. Yeah, skull pole was the only skull uh, pole was the new one. But yeah. you also did drain life on your wheels, which I, I think did, yeah. is quite new. I only used it against you, actually. Okay, I yeah. didn't use it well, for us. So you brought it. Yeah, I brought it. And um, and of course I had, well, not of course, but I had. Uh, brutal on my one of my flea bag regiments, yeah, which was yeah. quite uh, nice actually. Yeah, it was just was a bit of a surprise there. Yeah, with a skull pole and with two mincers and a giant and that oh, flea bag you have regiment. Lots of brutal. In yeah, it, and I, just, uh, I mean that is my favorite uh, rule. Uh, rule, yeah. <laughs> just I love yeah. having brutal somewhere. I mean, and, uh, just have loads yeah. of it. Uh, nice. Just uh, as you can see in our battle report on YouTube, brutal will play a part. Yeah. Well, you've already seen it, of course, because you stopped the recording earlier and then you watched it, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. As you were supposed to, yeah. So. But that was, it was a good <laughs> event, Kings of Spring, thanks to V-Dog for doing the TOing and the, the organizing. And Thomas, of course, was a partner, I think. Uh, it was like a Thomas and V-Dog uh, arrangement. Yeah, yeah, they really. did, yeah. So, but Vito but, was most, the most visible because he was the non-playing TO. Yeah, I mean, it, when you play and you have a non-playing TO... It's easy to just become a player on the day, at least. Yeah, I mean, of they, course. They, of course, they they did work before the tournament as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It was great, really. Um, and uh, well, it was good. Nice to have a tournament. And uh, can't think of uh, anything more. I think I've covered it all. I think if only I uh, would say one more thing about my army mm-hmm. uh, after I realized that I could put um, items on my troll regiments. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have items on my troll regiments uh, <laughs> in the future. Because it worked so well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm people sure make fun of my troll regiments. Yeah. And I, are you saying this just to piss off your brother? <laughs> <laughs> Before a tournament, it's like, why? Oh, I just make them hordes. No, put them in regiments. But I think uh, they are the perfect uh, nerve. Uh, it's not. It's not like they defense five, mm-hmm. so they can actually hold most charges. Yeah. Um, and the nerve was that. Eleven uh, fourteen. Okay. We, let's talk about this briefly because this is. I did because I also uh, have uh, registered uh, that uh, V Dog is a bit uh, not happy with another fan of these uh, troll <laughs> regiments, and I, understandably, really. But 
I told him that I think it's the exact same reason that I have experimented with mummy troops. Mm. They have the same defense and same route point. Yeah. So defense 5 and they route on the 14. Mm. Which means they might they might get routed if they get double charged. I mean, let's say if they get double charged, they probably yeah, are they, dead, right? They, yeah. But let's say if they get just single charged, then mm. it's kind of a coin flip. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they, they might route, yeah. uh, but you're not guaranteed. No, and uh, what, I, what I said um, to Vida, which was, was my kind of theory, like, let's, let's say it's a coin flip, but if they actually survive, um, mm. they were so cheap that you ha- have now lost the point game, sort of, in, yeah. in that um, particular melee. Uh, mm. Like, the tempo has changed so that if they didn't die, they can strike back and they were cheap enough to allow you to buy another thing over mm. here. So that could of, flag charge. That, yeah, for instance. <laughs> so it's that just that gray area of... Uh, most players will, will try to stay away from that gray area. They will mm. prefer units that are so large they're almost guaranteed to survive. Mm. You know, like hordes, typically. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, they'll survive anything. But when you, it's a bit exciting to try for that uh, uh, gray area unit, which might very well survive, but it's far from guaranteed. If they die, oh well, they were relatively cheap. Mm. Uh, if they survive, however, you're like on top, sort of. Yeah, and even, uh, even if they're wayward, at yeah. least with my list, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, but then there's... Then there's Still there. Yeah. yeah, then the enemy unit is stuck there. Yeah. And that's that's what I love, because then I can go... I can uh, Then I can multi-charge. I have yeah. something in reserve, or I have some flankers, or something. Yeah, it's kind of a gambler's list, though, because you could, yeah. in theory... Let's see, because you have four regiments of trolls now, right? Mm. You could, in theory, have them all die in the same turn. Yeah, if I don't play correctly, yeah. Yeah, well, let's say you have, you're unlucky on all those four melees... It could happen. Yeah, right? I, 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 it can happen. But I, why would I let four units charge my four trolls when I have other stuff that can? Okay, let, for let's them. say not but at yeah. the same time. Let's say uh, each time they yeah. get into melee, mm, you lose the coin flip. The yeah, the yeah. what is the the proverbial coin flip, mm. uh, and then you'll feel bad. Like oh, maybe I should have had hordes. But yeah. you can also have that every time they get into melee, you kind of win the coin flip, mm. and they just survive. And maybe they're wavered, but they're still there. And then you feel like you're a genius. Yeah. Because you spend minimum resources to secure um, their position, whilst most other players would go for the whore to be sure, whilst you saved a lot of points just doing it with a regiment, sort of. It's just a fun... It's not for. It's only for self-nerfers, probably this uh, <laughs> this way of thinking. Yeah, or maybe that's like um, maybe I'm ahead of the curve. Who knows? Probably. I mean, it's not like it's not stupid. It's just a bit risky. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah. I mean, you, you you sometimes have to risk stuff to and be lucky to win. You know, it's like in but poker. You have to you have to go all in at least once if you're gonna yeah. win the poker round. <laughs> I think usually, if you compare it to a horde, you know, one regiment is not. The, their nerve is not that bad compared to it, really. No, I, I, exactly. I mean, you, you, um, the differences are, are small enough that mm. you could, with defense 5 and regen, you could, uh, like mummies have like defense 5 regen and fearless, which is yeah. then... That, that's, uh, of course... <laughs> even better. That's even better, yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, but, you, but um, you feel silly when you lose a troop of mummies. It's like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> my, what's the cost of a regiment of trolls? 
I think it's 125 or something. Okay, Trooper Mummies I think is 140. Yeah, it might be 130 for the regiment. I'm, I'm not quite sure actually. No. I can't remember. No, but that's cool. So let's wrap up the Kings of Spring segment. We took a long time, but it was the most uh, current yeah. and the most local. But this is a Kings of War podcast after all, isn't it? Absolutely. So I don't yeah. think any anything we have said for the last... 30 minutes has not been irrelevant to no no it's been a good uh, it's, it's very, it feels also very nice to to bring the listeners uh, a tournament review with games we actually mm. played games yeah. and you know we can talk about them <laughs> and I have like I said I have epic, epic moments also from these games which I there's want more to, yes so the more will come don't uh, don't I worry guess my epic moment was the bigot being charged by a dragon I, I'm, I'm okay. spoiled my <laughs> guess Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, but that's cool. So uh, that was the local news. Oh, so now we're uh, off the bench, heading towards more global environments. So now, yeah, let's leave our small town <laughs> and hop on that airplane. Yeah, we're going global. Go into the world. <laughs> you guys are thinking locally, and we're acting globally. It's global. <laughs> <laughs> I found my passport. <laughs> it was we fun. got the passports ready to go. There will be global news after all. We're going global. Yeah, it's not. It's actually almost local. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> We're back on the bench. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I just noted a couple of things down. Um, one of them is that I have refreshed our YouTube channel. Uh, we already already mentioned a bit of our YouTube channel, so I wasn't going to mention it all over the place, but um, um, I had sorted a bit uh, the videos, like all the Kings of Spring videos, for instance, are now okay. gathered into a, a playlist. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. So, because when I I, I, um, I have to admit, I'm not very often on my on our YouTube uh, channel, mm. so I came in there and I was like, what the fuck? It looks like. It just looks like a mess. It was it was like all the videos were there in mm. on one page. Like just okay, wow. There's like twenty videos here now yeah, because it, of all those clips from Kings of Spring. Yeah, and I was and like, something from Conquest as well. Exactly, and and I felt like those are not really important because they were supposed to be like uh, almost like a live feed. You know, mm. was kind of what I was going for. But now they're. Uh, they're, 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 they're competing for attention with, with the old battle reports and the new battle report. and So I just cleaned it up, put it in like playlist, uh, Kings of Spring, playlist, conquest, uh, like the last uh, conquest, and uh, battle reports. And uh, and so and also when you come in, there's like a list that's just called new. So the, our latest battle report is like alone on top. Um, <laughs> so it, it just felt, felt really good to clean it up a bit. So I... Uh, uh, if you haven't already been in there, then go check out our YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, we have uh, some good videos about rule um, uh, explaining the rules. Rules yeah, explaining. I haven't. Uh, maybe some of those are, are due for some sort of uh, review. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, even delete. I don't know because you know yeah, some, some of them might actually be uh, redone uh, or not longer. Uh, Valid, I guess. Might have been changed some, like, and maybe the RC ruled it differently because some of them, I think, they're from like 2017, 2016, yeah. perhaps. But so I, th I think one of them is actually how to charge and pivot with individuals. Yeah. Which I don't think anything has changed really. I'm sure most of it is still correct, but I mean, I should have, have a look actually. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, oh, and uh, maybe maybe we should make a new one now because uh, maybe I don't know if you saw this. I know you don't get. Uh, you say you're not. Um, you're not always as online as you used to be. But did you see? I had a lot of um, posts going on yesterday on fanatics uh, trying to um, get even more confirmation about how to do, do bounce backs in dif- different situations. No. Because me and Henning, when, when we played, uh, we had a couple of situations which were very tight, like, you know, who bounces now? Do you bounce? Yeah. Do I bounce? Do we share the space? Uh, what about this? This is, this is an angle. Do I go, like, do I go straight back or do I go, like, uh, you know, southwest? You know, yeah. how, how do we move <laughs> it? And um, this led to, um, since, since it led to such a uh, couple of situations and, and I feel like I should know this now, by now, right? And Henning too is like a top player, and he also uh, yeah. does kind of know it. But still, we we were unsure, and it was just so annoying. So yesterday, I posted a lot of uh, paint illustrations, and then okay. Adam Padley, which is apparently the new gospel of uh, Kings of War rules. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he answered all of them, and we kind of. Uh, came to uh, agreement I guess on how exactly to bounce well at least that's how they played in the UK that's kind of what mm. we got but I'm sure you could argue that how they played in the UK is probably the correct way <laughs> you would think so <laughs> I mean at least uh, for people who are in that circuit of you know, very close yeah. to the inner circle of, uh, of and, Mantic, uh, let's say. for those that actually re- uh, respect the RC <laughs> exactly. I mean, we could, of course, elect to play it differently, mm. but I just wanted to really get it on the clear. Yeah, it's how. nice to get some. Uh, so uh, it's not always uh, relevant in every game. Uh, no, but it's it, not. But, but it, it can be, and when it happens, it's quite annoying. And it just—it's just so typical. If it happens, it happens like three times in the same game. It's mm. just you know, like, like when it rains. Yeah, often, you know, in a game, if you clutter up, yeah, you know, it gets things really tight. Yeah, then you kind of have that going for the rest of the mm. game, yeah. Yeah, so um, maybe that will be a video <laughs> coming up soon, a clarification on, did, did on you bouncing. get a clarification? Did yeah, I feel like we really... Okay. Well, if, if we can trust Adam, which I assume we can. Well, let's, uh, for I, now, we can do it. I assume the only thing that can happen now is like, if, if this was like a, uh, like a lawsuit, maybe the RC could appeal, you know? Yeah. I feel like the verdict has been given, but... The RC hasn't actually spoken. I don't know. It is the suit that since Adam knows everyone on the RC, it's, yeah. it's correct. But okay. they could, in theory, come out and say, hey, you know, those things that you kind of agreed on, yeah, that's not correct. You know, it could actually happen. Because isn't it uh, like the new thing that if something is blocked from, um, from um, moving one inch apart, then the other unit will move instead? Or something like that. Okay, you're putting me on the spot. I should know it by now, right? Since I had all this yeah, going on yeah. yesterday. Okay, as far as... I mean, let's call it the Gospel of Adam. According to the Gospel of Adam... The Gospel according to Adam. Yes, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, first, you try to uh, bounce back the attacker. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the attacker he... has any space at all to bounce back... Then mm. he will be the only one to bounce back. Okay. Yeah. He will even if it's not a full inch. Yes, he will try to achieve the full inch. Like ideally, he will bounce one inch. But mm. if he doesn't have space to go a full inch, he will go as much as he can. Okay. Let's say a couple of millimeters. Mm. If 
so the next like if it, well however if the attacker has like zero space like no space at all to bounce back that's usually because there's an individual behind or a unit behind yeah probably something you engineer yourself really mm. yeah which makes me skeptical I know I know that let's not get into that but I, I, I agree I know exactly what you're thinking uh, let's hope that gets fixed later but yeah. uh um, if he is unable to bounce at all, then the enemy actually has to bounce. Mm. Uh, the, it will try to bounce the full inch, but if unable, it will bounce as much as it can, like a couple of millimeters, or you know, one millimeter or something like that. If, um, if they're not... Uh, if none of them are able to bounce anything, nothing happens. None of them bounce anything. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to, get, uh, to prevent... Um I guess, I mean, core screws, for example, put your individual one millimeter behind your unit. Mm -hmm. So you will bound, you charge in, you put your individual one millimeter behind, yeah. and you can see that the, your enemy could actually core screw something. Yeah. Then you will only move one millimeter back, you know, and denying them the possibility of a, a core screw because they can't pivot, right? That's uh, one trick. Yes, I could, you are uh, correct. If that's the ruling, that's yeah, one trick. If you go by this use. rule, then that's actually yeah. true. Although many units are square monsters, which would still be able to course that's true, through. Yeah. But the which regiments is... would probably yeah. struggle, like normal troops. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and then we've got into the next part, which is basically very hard to do on like on audio only, but it's basically. Uh, the first premise is like when you do overrunning or reforming, which is actually called regroup action. It's in the, in the rulebook. Uh, yeah. Either change facing or overrun. Uh, we it was clear that those are not affected by the one inch zone. So let's okay. say you are uh, you can actually run past an enemy unit even if you are running like inside the one inch zone. Okay. And then after you stop, like you should say you roll a four on your overrun, you remove it four. And then you check, am uh, I inside the one yeah, zone? Okay. Yes, then you bounce directly out. Alright, so if you, if you run directly towards the unit and it, you, you touch them, mm -hmm. then you check, okay, I'm within one inch, and then you bounce, out again. bounce out again. Yeah, and, and if, you, if you come in from the direct front, like we mm. also said, then, you, then it's uh, almost just as well to stop on the one inch. Yeah, you wouldn't actually but, do the no, close and but then jump if out. It's any sort of angle it will matter because then yeah, you'll actually run true. into their zone and you won't bounce straight backwards again you will no. bounce out the shortest Outwards, distance yeah. which would be at the same like perpendicular angle as the tar unit you are close to so, so you will go like out like uh, down and to the left kind of like southwest yeah. as I Crucially call it within charge range possibly or even flanking yeah. and as Vidog uh, and Henning were talking about that will lead to a lot of flanks suddenly opening up Mm. Let's say if, if you are, well, if you're, let's, if you're let's say you're stupid, overrun. I'm doing air quotes now, you're stupid enough to do an overrun, <laughs> oh, well, you roll too high, and then you bounce out at an angle, and oops, you gotta use, you just mm. presented your flank because you were, you know, too, uh, too ballsy, you should no overrun if you didn't yeah. want to risk giving your flank. To be away. fair, that will only be in a situation where you would not hit something on the way. Yeah, so. Well, well, you know, often the hitting part doesn't really matter because you don't get a new uh, melee anyway, unless it was after an individual. Yeah, but I mean, you you can no, but I mean, uh, you will check if I mean, let's say you you have the option now to overrun, 
a unit, yeah. and you, you can check if that overrun, let's say, okay, what if I roll six yeah. inches? You can check if, okay, if I roll six inches, I will go past that unit yeah. uh, and possibly get flanked uh, later. Yeah. Uh, so the better option then would be to not overrun, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, but sure. if you were angled, and you can check this as well, yeah, uh, before you roll, mm. you know, but that overrun would actually take me into contact with that unit, and just, and then bounce backwards. Yeah, right, and then you wouldn't have a flank uh, presented. Probably not uh, from that unit uh, you just touched. So you you would be able to check before you roll anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you it's not it like works, it's not like it's it's not a blind roll. I mean, no. I mean, as long as you agree how it works, then you can, of course, pre. You can see how yeah. what's going to happen to a yeah. certain degree, at least. I guess the danger is if one person has a different understanding of how it works and then roll which, and. Which is how it is now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can. I when I said that that this is how it works, uh, I just got like shouted down the other day, like because uh, no mm. one agreed with me, you know. Yeah. And I'm unable to prove it because this is far from sta- from being on print in the rule book. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. Oh well. Uh, well. I guess it's one of those things you have to agree before the game, I suppose. But, uh, you know, you don't you don't want you don't want that list to be to grow. Then you have a problem. Yeah, and this is maybe the the worst thing to have happening in a game with disagreement because it's so important uh, most yeah. of the time. Uh, and and the last thing is, let's say if you kill a unit and you do a change facing, if you then uh, change the facing so that when you when you end your rotation, you're actually within a one inch from an enemy unit. Then also you have to bounce one inch perpendicular mm. out from that unit. So, like Adam said, yeah, but then you can choose to pivot differently then, to not yeah. bounce out. You know? But you can also choose to pivot into someone, and then, in a gamey way, you could actually end up in a better spot than you were. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the, the chance of that being uh, probably rare. But yeah, I can, I can, you know, a, a, a very good player might actually use that to some sort yeah. of the advantage. Just ah, but I'm just gonna pivot into their one-inch uh, basing. Yeah. And then you know, pop out, and then maybe be. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you could, uh, and uh, of course there are worries that you can you bounce suddenly into terrain that you weren't into beforehand. Yeah. On and off, uh, like obs- uh, yeah, uh, of tokens, and you know what I thought. This is actually uh, this is kind of a result of the ruling that the RC made about flyers and individuals. I don't know if you were on top of this, but they ruled that you could declare that your individual is completely touching the back of, an, of a unit, and mm. because uh, actually in the rules it says you can't actually never you can never actually touch yeah. your own units either. I mean, you have to be like it has to be some space, even yeah. if it's less. Let's, let's say a millimeter. Let's mm. let's say you have to be just, just to pick a number. Really, you have to always be one millimeter apart from your own units and one inch apart from your enemy units. That's the mm. the core rules. But that that means um, a flyer could always charge uh, an individual behind an enemy unit because uh, let's see how this was. Um, because the individual aligns to the charger, and since they now rule its pickup and place, mm. and there is a theoretical millimeter there, an infinitely small amount, there's yeah. an infinitely small angle you could be on to hit at like a 0.05 degree angle, which because yeah. there is a millimeter behind there, you can't just say no, there's no space because there has to be space. 
per the rules, there has to be one millimeter space. Mm. Then you have to actually move the flyer in, pivot, connect the corner, because the corner is exposed because yeah. of that millimeter. Then you pick up the individual and place it, and then you align. <laughs> so to stop that, they said, okay, we'll allow individuals to d just declare that they are now touching. Mm. But that's what makes the problem now, because now you can declare it to be touching, and then when it's time to bounce out, yeah. no, I can't bounce because I just declared my yeah. individual is touching, mm. so now you bounce out. Before, this wouldn't be a problem then, because you just said, oh, well, there's always a millimeter, right? So yeah. you would bounce back that one millimeter between you and your unit. Even if that individual was actually uh, flush or uh, all the yeah, way up, because, because you... you yeah. have, by the rules, yeah, exactly. It, it's, there's not a millimeter, but there's, there should be. There's supposed to be, yeah. right? So yeah, so that's uh, we're actually seeing a bit of a cascade effect now yeah. from that. Huh? Interesting. Well, let's hope it's not uh, too much of a slippery slope, yeah. and we just in one year, Kings of War is just you know <laughs> ro no <cluster> rules, yeah. <laughs> or just too many rules trying to fix a ruling yeah. from earlier. It, feel, it might have been smarter if they just said you can declare him uh, touching, but he's actually one millimeter apart. Mm. So you'll actually bounce one millimeter. Yeah, at least then you prevent the thing where you can actually push the enemy backwards. Because I, apparently I'm uh, imagining things, but I'm almost certain that they ruled against that happening in like 20, like way back, like. 2016 mm. or 2017 I am I could like bet my little finger that one of the guys in the RC said we do not want this happening that you bounce enemies off of tokens or out yeah. of inspiring or you know forcing them to bounce to ruin their game I'm I'm certain I'm 100% certain that someone on the RC said this but now it's like that never was said because it was never on print, right? Mm. It was just a it was a forum post or a Facebook post. Yeah. And now people are playing like, yay! I love to engineer this when I run up, and uh, haha, you bounce, and now you lost mm. that pillage token yeah. because uh, you're no no longer within three inches. And I and I look at this and like, what I I can I can, I'm sure this was actually like FAQ'd or spoken out against. We don't want that happening. Never. Never inconvenience the enemy with your mm. bounce uh, backs or or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I can't prove it. <laughs> no, I mean it's difficult to find. Maybe I was dreaming. Maybe, but but then again, I mean that's the sort of gamey things that I would not like happening. Mm -hmm. You know, where you can. It's it's like it feels a lot like uh, like a computer gaming where you you find some sort of bug. Yeah. You know. Uh, Maybe some if you play some multiplayer PvP game and you manage to bug through a wall yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like a bug. Because and because um, I mean your opponent can't stop it. Let's say it's your turn is like the end yeah, of round six, and you see like oh your your guy's like two inches uh, point something away from this pillage token. All right, yeah. I'll charge him, run a guy up. I can't bounce, so you bounce out an inch, and now mm. you lost that pillage token. Yeah. Uh huh. In your face, you can't you can't stop it. And one inch is quite a bit as well. Yeah. And then you can say, well, you have to play against that. Yeah, well, I don't off. know, like, how much can you actually, like, uh, see that so coming? So what, you always have to go then within, uh, if... I guess what, you always have, have to do two inches instead of one? It's weird. I don't know, maybe you, you know? always have to stand, like, make sure you're always, like, center of the token. Yeah, but... <laughs> what? No, 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 that's a stupid argument. 
I suppose if you know this, if you play guys who do this against you, you will automatically start standing on the center of the token. <laughs> yeah, if you have the movement. But is that how it should be? I mean, I don't no. know. Probably oh well, not. we should probably get into, get into that. Uh, and we have actually derailed a bit because we were in the global news, but this has pretty, been pretty global up to this point, I guess. Uh, even yeah. though it's not about a, an event or a, a new product, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm sure people yeah. around the world are <laughs> are uh, passionate about the one inch rule. <laughs> probably at least a couple hundred it people. Be, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the uh, next, uh, second and last thing I wanted to say on a global segment is that I have been working on a new version of uh, my Kings and Treachery mod. Oh, yeah. We you played it this weekend as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we got yet another game in uh, on the evening of the tournament. Uh, and uh, it's fun, as always. And, uh, and um, yeah, I, I've, I've started to... I've collected like a couple of things now, like feedback from the players, mm. that I'm, I'm finally going to try to put that feedback into effect and create a version 3 of uh, Kings and Treachery. It is, of course, by design, quite imbalanced. Yes. So it's not, it's not balance you're after, it's just more like making it more, make more sense, I guess? Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it will still be crazy and, and, yeah. and unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, it's just some, like, um, like, like, that card is overpowered but it's free, why doesn't that cost a coin? Yeah, exactly, yeah. When this card costs a coin, then it's crap. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's just like that, like impose a cost on, on this and that. Yeah, so uh, it makes more sense. Uh, yeah, you know, make this cool. card free, make that card cost a coin, um, maybe tweak a rule uh, which was unclear, or if, if there has been argument, then that means it needs polishing. So um, no, but it's going to be hopefully still as fun as the, as the previous uh, previous edition so and uh, if anyone wants a link uh, I post it now and then on groups but I'm not sure if anyone actually plays it and I sometimes see Twitter posts or Facebook posts like we play a game of like Triumph and Treachery I'm never sure if they play actually Warhammer Triumph and Treachery mm. or if they made their own mod or if they're using my mod I never can tell no yeah well and no one actually ever clarifies it I guess you just have to ask them yeah, but I mean, it's like uh, I think I have asked and I never get an answer. Maybe, maybe just everyone around the world has made their own kings and treachery, and you know that's fine, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, I think my version is the best, and you can try it. <laughs> Where can they find it though, if they wanted to look? Oh, that's it. a good point. Uh, uh, I'm sure I posted it in our Facebook group, like Giant Dwarf Podcast Facebook group. Yeah, most likely it's in there. I will definitely post a new link when I finish the new edition. What we should make on the um, Giant Dwarf podcast group uh, wall uh, yeah. is to have like a sticky post with just links to things. I guess I don't think we had that. Yeah, good point. We used to have it, uh, and then but it was re- it was posted by my previous Facebook user. All right, yeah. so I deleted it. I might have reposted it, but anyway, if it's there, we'll post a link also into the. Kings and Treachery. It's just a link to the Google Docs, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, check it out. Try it out. It's been fun. Uh, word is spreading. People are now spectating our games. <laughs> we had like three spect- or two spectators last time we played. So it's uh, yeah. And pe- all people are asking to come to Oslo just to play. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, like, yeah, it's, uh, so. I yet to play it actually. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. You gotta join. Join <laughs> in the action. And that was all I had for global news. Other entertainment. Other uh, entertainment. 
Do you have a couple of things for that? Uh, yeah, I... Uh, well, I wasn't sure if this was the right segment for it, but we discussed it earlier. I, was the, yeah. I watched some... Um, uh, what's his uh, name? Andy Two D Six. Andy or Andy Two D Six. His YouTube Andy channel. Andy Ransom. Andy Ransom. Yeah, his um, his uh, YouTube uh, battle reports. Yeah, which uh, is quite cool. Actually, he has like still photos. He takes photos from actual games. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes from tournaments. So he has yeah, like mostly uh, from tournaments. I think. He seems uh, yeah, to be a pretty. Yeah, steady some tournament. some are uh, practice games for tournament, and then usually there's like two practice games, oh. uh, battle reports games. I mean. And then uh, 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 the actual tournament uh, for which he practiced okay. uh, comes like at one hour and thirty minute move, uh, the movie oh, yes. uh, video. Okay. And uh, all the games are in that uh, that video, so you follow mm-hmm. like all the games he play. Okay. And you know he has a very soothing voice, famously. <laughs> I think he says that he uh, yeah, he is spins a web of stories with his voice or something I don't know it says something like that he should be on the radio yeah he should be on the radio yes uh, I enjoyed it I watched like three or four this weekend actually Mm. Uh, or yesterday on Sunday uh, when it was raining I was um, waiting for the rain to stop so I could cut the grass uh, (laughs) finally Uh, so yeah I watched some of those that's cool yeah it's uh, nice to have um, people producing battle reports and uh yeah, I mean, like and, he, and he does it in such a way that he explains what he is doing, and mm-hmm. he, he's not really trying to predict what his enemy is doing, but the way he tells his own plan, mm-hmm. uh, it's quite well done, and uh, you know, I always get uh, caught in the action as well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's good. It's very good. Mm, cool. Yes, yeah, good stuff. I've, I've seen, uh, saw a live stream he did once, and that was pretty funny. Yeah, and th- they are usually live streams, so he, so he will read the chat while he's. It's not many in the chat. It's like two or three people yeah. maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, in the chat. But it's uh, quite okay. And you can you can watch the chat on the side, even if you even if you watch them later. Yeah. The chat is actually saved. Okay. So you can see at what point he reads which comments. Yeah. Sort of. It's not really that amazing, but you know, it's it's just fun. Cool. Yeah, I love people who use just who are good with technology, basically who do yeah. stuff like that, because it seems to for many it's like a very like a big hindrance. Like, oh, I wish I could make like you know bad reports or or do stuff like that. But it's like, oh, they maybe don't know exactly which program to use, you know, uh, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, no, it's cool. Um, very nice. Okay, any movies or series you have seen that you want to share? Uh. <laughs> you mentioned The Revenant last time. <laughs> oh, you know what I? Uh, you know you had the, you made that joke that DiCaprio has never made won an Oscar. Yeah, he won an Oscar with The Revenant. He did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which ended the joke that he yeah. never had an Oscar. <laughs> Not sure what he won it for though. I mean, is his acting that amazing? I mean, yeah, in that movie. I guess, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's, uh, the movie's. I didn't want to bring fun. it up. I was just, yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that <laughs> the Oscar. Part he got an Oscar now, so yeah. That's good. <laughs> what um, have I actually? I I feel like I watched a lot of stuff, but I can't really remember now. Anything really? I don't think. I, yeah, actually, yeah, I did actually. I um I went on YouTube and um, I I found some really cheap movies because you can buy movies on YouTube. Uh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you, you buy like a digital uh, license, I guess, for really? uh, some movies. So I I watched uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Running Man. Okay. Which is a, which is probably his best movie. It's so good. 
It's like a uh, future dystopian uh, reality or his, uh, reality show kind of thing where oh. uh, the whole society is like uh, super. Um, they're like bred for violence, mm -hmm. sort of. Everyone's like everyone loves violence for some reason. <laughs> you know, through propaganda, they're going to make this culture in okay. a society. Almost like a Rome Sparta kickback or. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because the the reality show is. Uh, they have convicts mm -hmm. and they have they're sort of running through like a maze I guess which is just a oh, city wow. really yeah. and they have like stalkers uh, coming after them and mm -hmm. trying to kill them oh shit and of course Arnold is one of the running men yeah. um, in the movie so it's like a gladiator concept sort of yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh, but the, uh, it's really cool because the audience is like all, oh, mostly all ladies for some reason ah. and they're all like cheering yeah kill him kill him <laughs> it's really good I, I, I think it's an amazing movie actually yeah. I was surprised I've never seen it before and I haven't really heard about it either I heard about it but I always like okay it was one of Arnold's early movies so mm. it probably you know sucks like uh, uh, Hercules in New York which is uh, his first movie I think yeah. which is just uh, it's so bad you know Mm. Uh, they're not even using his voice they, they, they dubbed his voice I heard about that yeah. that he was so bad in like his pronunciations that they yeah. just dubbed it yeah so. <laughs> okay but that was a really cool movie um, interesting interesting choice yeah uh, there was something I wanted to say about that movie actually what was it oh maybe it'll come to you later oh yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's sort of if you've seen um, Demolition Man Mm -hmm. so, uh, in Demolition Man, society has become so peaceful that they don't even know what violence is anymore, yeah, right? That's right? But here's the opposite, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was a funny, uh, kind of fun um, oh, yeah. comparison. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll watch it sometime. Yeah, sure. Um, I've rewatched the Turtles movie. <laughs> which one? The first one. <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, the one from the 90s or...? Uh... No, the first of the new uh, ones. The new ones, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that was fun to mention after yours, because yours was like, that was like movie snob Lars again, kind of. <laughs> and then movie, like, uh, scrap, uh, you know, modern movie, b bottom ladder... Uh, yeah, uh, Fred comes along. <laughs> I watched a Turtles movie with Megan Fox again. Yeah, well, <laughs> I rewatched it. <laughs> oh man, what did you watch that? Was it just on Netflix or something? Yeah, it was free. Like, well, yeah, it was on Netflix. And uh, I recall because I watched the first one like once, and then I watched the second one once, and I just remember that the second one was worse. I didn't really like the second one. Was that with Krang the second one? Yeah, because I think I, I think I seen both actually. Um. And I just, I remember thinking that, oh, I just wished I watched the, watched the first one again, because uh, that was the best one, at least in my mind. So now I had the, finally had the chance to, to review it again, and uh, yeah, it was alright. <laughs> it just has some, I mean, I was raised on Turtles. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's just so, I mean, I, when I saw that movie, the worst movie, I couldn't just, I couldn't not press play, <laughs> I, I'll just... Uh, have this sort of um, I can't shake my uh, my fandom of uh, of turtles. Um, I, I kind of forget which one it is, but is the they hunt for these monsters? In uh, the, in the plot is there is that uh, Splinter gets uh, like taken by Shredder, mm. and uh, they're gonna and, uh, and and Shredder is gonna they're gonna spread this sort of uh, con like canister of uh, mutagen over the city or something. And, okay, I've uh, not seen this then. And they fight atop the radio tower. 
All right, yeah. yeah. I haven't actually seen it then. Really? Okay. Uh, and they had this really epic scene where there's this convoy of cars on the mountains, and uh, mm. they kind of tip, uh, where well, the cars kind of go off, off, well, off the road, really, and slide down this snowy slope. And and this turtles kind of can slide on their shelves on their backs, just you know, <laughs> under the cars and uh, uh, like uh, try to dodge the cars hitting trees. It's just such because an they epic are of course uh, heroes in half shells. Yes, so. yeah, yeah, which which is actually his head during the film. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and Donatello does this epic thing where he he takes his uh, staff against the rock and then. A jeep or something comes, and then the staff is so it just bends, and then it just catapults the jeep, just flips the jeep up and over them. How does that and work? It's so intense that scene. That scene is so good. I have to, I, I always seen it. I always like rewind and see it again. Like the, the, the mountain scene is fucking epic. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, when they first meet Megan Fox, it's really weird. Because they're like trying to hide because they've been told by Splinter not to show themselves yet, you know, because yeah. before they kind of come out. But they're like, uh, oh, look at this hot chick, man. Shut up, Michelangelo. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. He's totally a chick. What are they attracted to? Human. I don't know. That's pretty weird, actually. And you know Megan Fox in that movie? Um, she, uh, <clears throat> I think her, you can, uh, I think her, Skin is kind of so bad that she must have insisted to always have a flare um, in the same image as her because you know how all those movies made by Michael Bay have this flare in lots of the scenes. You see, like the okay. light kind of um, in the background. Yeah, like the light flares out. Okay. She always has a flare in the same picture as her, which kind of makes you makes her face a little out of focus. Okay. Because I think she just had really like uh, the acne. Uh, and she has a lot of makeup. <laughs> How do you know this? You can see it. Like, she has a ton of makeup on, oh. and but she, they try to to hide it by flaring <laughs> a light in the background. And for me, it was like it just became ridiculous after a while. Like, oh, come on, like yeah, she must have been having it in her con- in her contract or something. Like every time I'm in the scene, I need a light behind me. I, I so promise you, when you watch that movie, notice how many times there's a light behind Megan Fox. Okay, I will watch it now, because yeah. that's interesting, I think. That's like movie uh, like movie production details right there. And um, But, uh, oh, was there something... But is she famous uh, for having like bad skin, or is, is it something I missed there? I mean, she's just famous for having more and more makeup and more and more surgeries as her movie uh, career kind of progressed. Yeah, because she's quite old, isn't she? Now I guess yeah. yeah, but not at, at that time. But she was uh, she wasn't as young as when she did Transformers. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else is new? And, and, and the guy, uh, the guy driving her around, her like reporter buddy, is uh, from Arrested Development. Yeah, 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 hang on. Yeah, I definitely seen the movie after this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's in that one as well. Yeah. But then, yeah, something had happened. Yeah. He's like the reporting guy. Yeah. So like, like a team. Uh, Job from Arrested yeah, Development. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, yeah, I've seen the one after. I will. I should watch this then. Um, I also like that uh, Raphael is kind of the strongest turtle because he was always my favorite. You might the, as well, actually. Yeah. Although they made him a little too butch. But it's all right. So they, because when you think about it, Leonardo and Raphael were always a bit too similar. Like when you, if you, well, they were at least similar because they were both like good 
and they were both both smart and it was like because Donatello had his very clear cut roles like the brainiac mm. scientist guy Michelangelo was like yeah dude uh, skateboard pizza he's like the most yeah. uh, hippie of them but those two were always like in the clinch because Leonardo was the leader he had been appointed the leader yeah. but Raphael always like well, why, why am I not the leader I'm yeah. basically as good as Leonardo right mm. but in the Turtles movies they made Raphael like a head taller yeah, and like true, the yeah. best strongest fighter to give him like his own thing, because mm. and then also they made him less smart. He's like he's like a brute basically. Yeah, I mean uh, he's he's not a uh, they are, they basically made Leonardo more like a leader. In, uh, like, yeah, yeah a they made Leonardo leader, so. more intelligent than mm. Raphael basically to give yeah. them a purpose, which was I don't know it was alright. It was cool to see Le- Raphael being like the strongest turtle too. Because he can yeah. really kick some ass, but they made him a bit too like thug, really, for my yeah. taste. And it's, he's trying to t- take power, so uh, sort of kind not of. maybe not in that movie, but in the later movies, he's like he yeah uh, he's a borderline uh, yeah. yeah. So it's alright, yeah. Still liked it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I watch it. Okay, and also I this will be a short one. I tried to watch an anime series on uh, I think oh. it was on Netflix too because Netflix has started. Doing more and more anime. Yeah, the Norwegian Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, for example, the American one has has uh, has loads. I think. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, spreading to Norwegian, then I guess. Yeah. So and this was called. Uh, well, at first I didn't notice what it was called because I just thought uh, the artwork was cool. And it's something like you know because the, the the names are really weird. Yeah, they usually has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. So I was like, okay, an anime, cool art. I'm not even going to read the title, right? <laughs> so I watched one episode, and I was like, yeah, that wasn't too bad. Uh, was a bit, okay, I'll try the next episode. And the thing is, what, ha- what it becomes very apparent in the second episode is that this mysterious system that was referenced to in the first episode, like, you can be a part of the, like, join the system and help us fight the enemy and this was very it was very mystical and very cool in the first one and in the second episode it became clear that this system they're talking about is the game Ingress which is on your mobile phone do you remember Mats used to play that? yeah yeah, I played it as well I mean for a short while and Vido as well Oh my god, you're yeah. all... <laughs> it's the system, it's the game that the Pokemon was based on. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah. yeah. So the, and, then I, and then I realized, oh yeah, the title of the show is Ingress. <laughs> Ingress the animation or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck me, this is... And then it just become, it became like... You have to, you know, if you see a beacon, you have to press this button. <laughs> oh my god! And then you have to defeat the enemy. And uh, and basically, they started playing Ingress the game in the anime. And I was just totally, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna, I, because I don't like that game, and I'm definitely not, not gonna view an anime series about that game. To be fair, even if you had read the title, it might not have been, uh, you might not have noticed. I think I did. I, I, worked, I, mean, I saw Ingress and I didn't connect it. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't recall the name of that game. Yeah, even. because it's not. It's not that. That <laughs> that name is not very revealing. No, it could mean it could be something completely. And it was a kind of a cool image of this girl with like a like she was holding a screen, you know. And so and it was like okay, like yeah. that was your first clue. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So oh, no. yeah, I did not continue. Why is that even that. on Netflix? That's weird. But it was a very cool. 
I mean, it was very well done, you see. It was very, uh, yeah, like, yeah. fresh, new, modern animation. Uh, so, yeah, it was probably, it's probably cool, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, not for me. Not for me. Uh, any, anything else for the other entertainment? Well, I can give a movie tip. Mm -hmm. Roadhouse is an old one. With uh, uh, Patrick uh, Swayze, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, sure. That, yeah. That's it. That's a, that's a fun movie. It's <laughs> so silly. Roadhouse. Isn't Road. that a quote from somewhere? Roadhouse. Someone. Probably, is, that a, yeah. is that a Family Guy quote or something? I'm not sure. Probably, the, the, it's probably been referenced a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the dog from Family Guy saying Roadhouse for some reason. Yeah, and I can imagine a lot of the Family Guy fights probably mm. probably takes place in a in a place called Roadhouse it could at be. some point because it's, there's a lot of fighting in this. Uh, oh, okay. Because yeah. it's about Bowser, isn't it? He just kicks oh, people yeah. out of the okay. property. Is that a tip? Yeah, it's yeah. a tip. It's, uh, it's a funny one. I mean, so, if you're into like 80s, you know, so, and watching movies for because they're silly, sort of. So Running Man? Yes. And yes. Roadhouse? Yes. Okay. The, gotcha. <laughs> those are good. And they're like, what, 29 kroner on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So um, I like so I YouTube like that. has become the place for like cheaper cost, like cheap, yeah, cheaper if films. If you want to watch some old movies, I mean, it's great. You can get down to like fourteen kroner and some of them. That's, that's pretty like, amazing. Because cool. Netflix seems to hold this sort of they hold like yeah. around the forty fifty kroner limit, and they don't really go below that. And then maybe they yeah. just don't uh, don't include the film if they f um, feel like people won't watch it for fifty kroner. They just sort of and then we don't. Yeah, there's a lot of movies I can't even find on there. Exactly. It's a bit annoying. So too, too uh, fringe. So yeah, yeah. Because I guess Netflix don't want they don't want to have you know some weird eighties movie on there. They have some, but mm. I mean. So fringe movies on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst. I mean, if you. Mm. Sounds like a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't buy hundred. Don't movies. don't dive too, too deep. <laughs> Yeah, but if, 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 if you have a movie, sometimes I get like, I seen a movie when I was a kid, and I really want to see it, and usually those movies are 70s, oh, yeah, 80s, yeah. or even 90s, and then I go there, and it's like, mm. oh, they have it. The, yeah, that um, rings a bell for me too, like, oh, probably a lot of uh, yeah, semi-stuff like that. Ooh, do they have it? They, they most likely have it. Maybe yeah. they have the entire Polish Shore catalog. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Buy the Polish Core collection on YouTube <laughs> for fifty kroner. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, if 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 you could get that for fifty kroner, YouTube, maybe they have a never-ending story on there. The most that was likely, my yeah. favorite movie when it I was like cheap seven well. years old. Yeah, it's probably there. <laughs> they have like a cool rock monster in that um, yeah, yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Flying dragon, flying yeah. hairy dragon, and the rock yeah. monster, and the and that that poor amazing. horse that dies in the oh, swamp. Too <laughs> That's too soon, man. <laughs> too soon. Right, so maybe it's time for the Dwarf Fact segment. Dwarf Fact, yeah. Actually, um, this, um, I, uh, because I, because of that episode, a couple of episodes ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was uh, sort of, I was caught down in, almost caught down in the um, Dwarf archives. Yeah. You know, they have upped their security a bit. Oh, no. So um, what I thought was I had to, I put on my hood, uh, my my hood and cape, I suppose, mm -hmm. and I had to smuggle myself out of the dwarf realm to find uh, other source of um, information. 
Really? Uh, Instead of the archive? Yeah, I had to uh, ban the archive for now oh, until uh, you know until it till, uh, it cools down and yeah. uh, you know just stay low for a bit. So I uh, I found my way into the, the human realms. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe uh, yeah, Basilea or something. Okay. Well, are you uh, <laughs> or one of the kingdoms? Under are you under like an invisibility cloak at all times, or are you just uh, freely entering? No, uh, no, no, this was just my hood oh, yeah. I put on, like a hobbit. You just assumed it was your invisibility cloak. <laughs> so, you know, naked no, no. and all that. This was, um, it was just a normal cloak. I put a hood on so okay. I wouldn't be recognized. So I see. Just in case, you know, you never know. In case they see, like, oh, that's that famous dwarf scholar. <laughs> <laughs> that guy who was sneaking into the archives. <laughs> they wouldn't like that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I found my way into um, uh, the archives of the Basileans. Okay. You know, and... Um, this would be uh, refreshing. <laughs> yeah. And I found uh, an old text um, of a dwarf, of course, uh, all the other texts I was uninterested oh, yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tells of a, a dwarf who saves a city uh, from a city that was ruled by uh, a tyrant goat mayor. Wow! Yeah, uh, for some reason this goat had been elected mayor in this uh, this town. <laughs> he was a goat mayor. Okay. Um, a human town, right? In Basilea. Yeah, human town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, he was a, a tyrant goat mayor. <laughs> so, but then uh, this dwarf came along and he saved this town and he was uh, hailed a hero oh. for uh, for chasing that goat tyrant out of the out of town. But, yeah, wow! It was, uh, it was a good one. I, I felt like uh, you know. A happy story about you know dwarf adventure, just uh, he uh, just as me as he left the dwarven realm, you know trying yeah. to find uh, other uh, pasture. So he became a, a hero after this. Yeah, he was a hero yeah. in that town anyway. Yeah. Wow, well, that seems a bit lucky. To it seems like a quite easy climb to to like heroism. Well, you don't know how you know bad this uh, goat was. I, I don't know how large or how angry the goat <laughs> might be, that's true, but um, I f- still I have this image that uh, everyone was, uh, they had this exaggerated respect for the goat, perhaps? Yeah, he had a lot of power. But the dwarf came and he might, uh, maybe saw the goat for what it really was, Yeah. and he just sort of, oh, fuck off fucking goat, and just, you know, shoved him out, and then Everyone's like, yeah, he had the, yeah. the courage to push the goat. You don't push the goat. Everyone knows that. You never push the goat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe this authority that the goat had was... Uh, it was divine-granted authority. Yeah, something like that. And then mm-hmm. when someone started pushing, you know, the buttons, um, that authority just, uh, you know, people realized, oh, it's just a goat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Which speak. the dwarf, of course, knew because... You know, dwarves are down to earth guys. They're yeah, I mean, the the, the, the story tells uh, you know elevates him to be a hero, but maybe mm-hmm. he just walked into town, tripped over the goat or something, mm-hmm. and then people just realized, oh, it's just a goat. It can't defend itself, really. <laughs> he tripped over the goat, and he was not <laughs> struck down by lightning exactly. instantly. Yeah, which and was then they were like, and then they tried to touch the goat, and they were not. They yeah. were also not struck. Instantly by lightning, and then the goat realized, and he just fled. He was like, "I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, that's a more uh, that's a pretty likely. This seems to are the Basilean societies that backwards? Are they? And this was just a small town, so you know. But I mean, I aren't I think the Basileans are a bit uh, superstitious. They are and, superstitious. Uh, well, 
with a good reason, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're like in the guards yeah, right over there. But does maybe that maybe that actually um, you know hinders the intellectual uh, development of uh, yeah of the, of culture and you know mm. the cities and towns might become yeah a bit of a hick environment. Yeah, well, I can imagine like an Elohi just. Maybe one day he came through town and yeah. he somehow touched maybe the goat by accident. Oh yeah. And then all the you know the peasants and farmers they were like, oh, he's the new mayor. Bless. Chasing the old mayor around Bless the town, the <laughs> you know, and then just uh, seating the goat on the mayor's uh, chair or putting like the that's the mayor's sash on the goat, <laughs> just ripping it off the old mayor, taking his top hat <laughs> and his monocle, and there you go, you have the goat mayor. This reminds me of. Something which happened in uh, Crusader Kings okay. when, with uh, a couple of months ago in one of your games. Did I tell um, you? You said that you had uh, a, a horse or something that you made. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, maybe <laughs> you can tell them, maybe you can just derail I don't think off I said it that. on the podcast. I, I don't think. think so. Yeah, because uh, uh, my ruler, current ruler, in uh, Crusader Kings, he went insane. So he elected uh, his horse, Glitterhoof, yep, as, Glitterhoof. The, as one of the council members. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, kicking off the uh, one of the current members, uh, pissing him off. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> but I, I was playing as ah, um, uh, um, oh, called um, German uh, oh. Holy Roman Empire. No, no, I was, I was. Um, Pagan, of course, okay. pagan. So yeah. when you're a pagan, you could uh, you can actually you can just take someone and just give them away as slaves, for example, or or uh, concubines. Yeah. Concubine, yeah. And the glitterhoof is actually female. <laughs> so what I realized is that I was like, oh fuck, I have like a useless glitterhoof on the council yeah. now because he only has one in every all abilities, just one because it's a horse. Oh, yeah, of course. Or she is just a horse. Yeah. So I, so I was just uh, I was a bit annoyed, and then I realized like, hang on a minute, I can give him away as a, uh, I can give her away as a concubine <laughs> to another king or what? Yeah, so I, I went to the Saxon king, <laughs> which was the most powerful neighbor I had, and I offered him Glitterhoof as his concubine. <laughs> so getting rid of hit Glitterhoof from a council, mm-hmm. which was the main uh, objective. Yeah. But also making the Saxon king happy because he got a concubine. <laughs> I guess either not realizing the concubine was a horse or liking it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we maybe we found something out about That's the Saxon hilarious. king. There. But yeah, it was kind of funny. It's one of those things in Crusader Kings, you know, they, they haven't thought everything through, obviously. And did you later check up and Glitterhoof was still there in the court or something? Yeah, he was. He was still. He was still a concubine. Yeah, yeah. I never because I heard rumors that uh, Glitterhoof can sometimes get babies. Uh, okay. Which, uh, but I'm not sure if he. I can't remember if he actually got. Uh, but they will be human kids. <laughs> what the I'm fuck? Sure. Yeah. Okay, Glitterhoof. What a wonderful name for a horse. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one reminded me of uh, that. Which is uh, also a good story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> one of the Crusader Kings moments. Cool. Yeah, well, that's right. Does this um, dwarf um, is this uh, a guy who will be a recurring tale of this uh, traveling dwarf? No, I think. Or is this the only fact right now of this particular character? If I ever find a story 
of him again, I yeah. will. Uh, I will tell you. Maybe he'll go around liberating cities. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he's like he's like uh, liberating towns from goat mayors. from evil oh. animals. <laughs> Those right. animals taking power. <laughs> okay, cool. That was it for the door fact and Crusader Kings too. In fact. Fuck me! I'm a dwarf! Right, yo! Time for the next uh, Lars segment. Next Lars segment, which is, of course, the one minute D&D. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember anything that happened? I do. I remember that I finally broke... No, well, I didn't break down the door because it was actually open. Uh, yeah, but, but you smashed the eyes. Yeah, the, it was closed. I mean, it was unable to be opened before Billiam crushed the ice mm. and was so, uh, teleported back. And uh, I came in, uh, I opened the door, and I grabbed uh, like a torch, which was conveniently already lit from the yeah. from the wall. And I had a look around. It was pretty dark, and there was like ice covering. Uh, the floor and up, up the walls, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, along the hallway is, is like sets of armor. Uh, oh, yeah, that's sides. right. Yeah. And uh, you're starting to suspect, based on the, all the eyes, that this must, must be some sort of frost uh, wizard yeah. or sorcerer, uh, sorceress, uh, mm-hmm. possibly. You're, you're not even sure if it's a female or a no. male. So. And there's a staircase going upwards, is that how it is? Or yes. is it like... No, the staircase go? is going. It's a spiral staircase upwards. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's is, the only way to go. It's covered in eyes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no choice of path. No. Okay. No. No. You're you're being um, what do you call it? The uh, rail. Rail. Road? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. For so now, anyway. shall I begin? I guess I will go. Yeah. Move slowly towards uh, the staircase. Yeah. Um. You step on the ice, and uh, you notice under your feet. A clicking, or you hear a clicking mm. sound from under your feet, and you can okay. feel, you know, your steps actually pressing down on some sort of ice, uh, little ice, uh, this little ice cube on the ground. That actually fell down when I stepped on it, or no, you stepped, uh, you crushed it. Sort of. Okay, I'll just yeah. keep walking. Uh, hopefully, there's nothing that I will. Find. Well, as you step on that ice cube, yeah. you can hear uh, the uh, rattling of. Uh, of, uh, of metal, oh. and you can see those sets of uh, armor uh, on the side. They're starting to move. Oh no! And they have big halberds. I try to quickly, shields. quickly jump away as soon as I can. Yeah, you you try to run as fast as you can, uh, and you know uh, as you run, you can hear the impact of halberds behind you. Ooh. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah, do you wanna uh, do you wanna cast some uh, spells maybe, or to protect yourself because those uh, those uh, halberds are getting uh, very close uh, to you now. Uh, if I have any protective spells, I will attempt to to cast them. All right. Yeah, you're uh, you're uh, quickly thinking on your feet, quite literally, and uh, you try you manage to just get up some uh, mage armor uh, spell, uh, level two mage armor spell, uh, which uh, is right. just enough. Actually, stone skin, perhaps, or mage armor? No, no, I think it's a mage armor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just uh, level two mage armor, and uh, yeah, it uh, it managed to uh, save you from uh, a big halberd just hitting Oof. your head. Oh my god! And you're now cool. standing uh, on the bottom of the um, the stairs. So apparently, someone wants me to not come up these stairs. 
Because this was way more guarded than I thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll uh, uh, check the armor for loot. <laughs> yeah, you... Uh, <laughs> well, as you turn around, you realize that this might be a bad idea, actually. Okay. Because uh, you notice the set of armor, uh, all of them. Uh, they are um, coming towards you with their halberds now raised again. Oh my god, uh, how many are there? There are three on each side, so there will be six of them. Oh. And they're, they're, they're not walking very quickly because mm -hmm. they are, um, they're on ice, first of all. Yeah. And uh, you can imagine a tin man from, um, from the Wizard of Oz trying okay. to walk on ice. They're, they're struggling, but, uh, but they're getting there. Yeah, I don't even know what spells I have, so maybe I'll just keep going up the stairs. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, go on, because I'm sure I can run faster than these uh, slow armor sets. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm thinking I'll, I'll outpace them and continue up the stairs. Yeah, you uh, you try to dart up the stairs, thinking that you know um, uh, you can outpace. But uh, this those stairs are covered in ice, so you're oh you're actually <laughs> you're you're. Uh, I, 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 I rolled. You rolled pretty badly, and uh, <laughs> you're actually you realize after a while that you're actually standing in place, just running. Uh, because Am I stuck so to the ground? No, no, you're, you're, it's so slippery. Oh, yeah. You're like okay. um, mm. Bambi on the ice, pretty much. Can I try a fireball on the on the stair, on the stair, like to melt the ice? Yeah, you're trying to... You're uh, firing off a fireball just to try in some desperate attempt to get some grip. Mm. Uh, or melt away ice so you get some grip uh, on there. Fireball, uh, fireball, 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 fireball. Yeah, uh, success. The... The stairs are actually uh, catching uh, fire, so much better. <laughs> so the ice is uh, uh, is actually melting. Um, so yeah, uh, but now it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, well, partially on fire. So okay. it's, it's not like a, a, a inferno. All right, this is better. I might uh, singe my clothes, but at least I might escape. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's one minute. And dismiss. All right. All right. There you go. Such excitement. Yeah, well, you're a bit unlucky on uh, on on that running roll, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, success. Whew. At least uh, you you will, you seem to be able now to run up the stairs. All right, that's um, cool. Uh, because it's not uh, it's not an inferno of uh, of flames, obviously, because they, 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 you yeah. know a lot of the flame were actually put out by the melting ice, I so see. Yeah. they counter each other out. Uh, it seems safer to go up than staying down there, so uh, I guess uh, I gotta choose between uh, yeah. what's it called? Between a rock and a hard place. Uh, <laughs> it might be like uh, you know some sort of dangerous uh, frost wizard just up the stairs. Who knows? Just pointing yeah. his uh, his or hers uh, wizardly fingers at you and slapping uh, hmm? you with fire ice. I will trust in my magic skills, although I'm totally unaware of which spells I actually know. <laughs> But uh, I guess I'll find out on the fly. Well, you can always check your spellbook, I suppose. Oh, I guess next time I'll <laughs> use my one minute to check my spellbook. <laughs> Do I get any XP? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you get like uh, maybe 200 XP this time. So you still, uh... Can I level up? <laughs> you're, still, you're still like a couple thousand points of oh, you know, leveling, okay. actually. Yeah, I guess I guess as much. But you, usually you will have to level up at the end of... Uh, I know. You know, uh, uh, I not... just have to ask every time. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, sure. Cool. That was um, that was another minute of D and D. Thank you for that. Yeah. It was very very fun. 
I think all the NDA sessions should be one minute. It would yeah. uh, make Even it more efficient. Every all place around the world should just play yeah, one minute and then leave. That's an epic moment. All right, so epic moment. Those moments. Um, I have a couple this time. Um, I can start with my, and I even have. Oh, this is a rare one. I have an epic hobby moment. Okay, how does that work? <laughs> and this is my epic hobby moment. Um, I have made a uh, like you probably have seen the base uh, with Morax and Morax regiment. Mm. Um, there was a multi base with some water, a little puddle of water. Yeah, you've and, been experimenting uh, with the the uh, water effects. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. And um, I had, I mean, all those are pinned, right? The Morax. Yeah. They're pinned except the one in the actual water because I didn't want the pin to show. Oh. Uh, so what I did there is I made one layer of water and then I put him uh, and then I put the like the resin the quicker res uh, drying resin water and then I just kind of stuck him in like splat into the resin uh, water yeah. effect just to be because he would be like you know totally glued stuck then because mm. he would be like in his feet would be actually up to the yeah, ankles in, water, in the in the resin. So what was weird is that. Um, I did that, you know, and everyone was pinned, and he was in the water, and after it had uh, dried, <clears throat> they were all good, so I was finished. But what was weird is that after a while, I just came in, like, the next day, and the regiment was standing on my desk, and that guy in the water had actually tipped over, like, he was, like, on, let's say, a um, 45-degree angle, he had just sort of slowly fallen over, and what I realized is that the resin water effect, it's never actually completely hard. Oh, right. It's its solid, but it's a bit soft. So this guy, when I had put him in there, I had put him in at a slight angle. All right. And over time, when you just leave him, it will actually sink down. So I took, just uh, uh, touched the model and I just pulled him up a bit. So mm. then it just was rigid, like completely rigid again. And then the next day, he had fallen down again. Yeah, because it's difficult to get him exactly upright as well. Yeah, and his weight is a bit unbalanced. So this actually, this, this water effect uh, is actually soft enough to allow for things to slowly fall down if you put something with the wrong weight uh, in it. So what I had to do, right, is drill up from the bottom of the base. Into his feet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> through the water effect and up right. into his uh, foot without him, without putting so much pressure that he would actually be uh, pushed up from the water effect. Yeah. I didn't want him to come loose, but I had to put enough pressure to, to drill. Yeah. So with him in place, I drilled and pinned up from the bottom. And when I pushed the pin in, he, he got pushed visibly up. Because then yeah. the whole water effect flexed. So then I started to be careful. But in the end, I got the pin in. And he only he was pushed just a little bit up. So the, the water effect directly around his feet be, went a, li a little bit whiter. Like he got this okay. kind of milky effect. But after that, it's been, it's been perfect. But uh, it doesn't. It's not weird that the water around him would be a different, uh, slightly whiter. I suppose. If, no, I mean, it's perfect uh, because I had already painted some white there to yeah, make yeah. like the splashing effect. But now it's just it just added to the splash effect. But one thing I didn't understand 
Why couldn't you pin him first? Because I made first, uh, I made the like a pattern, like the normal, uh, you know, those rolling pins, yeah. the pattern I have on all my orc bases. And then I yeah. put and then I put one layer of water. Okay. Yeah. And then I wanted that to set, and then I put him on top of that layer of water, and mm. then I put another layer on top to seal. So I didn't want him to actually stand directly on the the milliput. I wanted to in, first encase the milliput in water, so his feet would actually be like halfway down the water. If you know what I mean. Mm. It would. I probably would have been easier if I just glued him to the actual bottom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh... But I, I over. Um, I assumed that it would be completely rigid. It would be like yeah. super glue. So I learned now that uh, it wasn't. So but yeah, it but now it's uh, it, it turned out great, <laughs> and it was just uh, I was quite nervous doing it because like, uh, and I had to go uh, on like eye. Yeah, like, that's you had to eyeball it pretty much. Yeah, I had to eyeball through the MDF cork and milliput and yeah, water and, effect and hit his foot and hit the heel. Yeah, preferably just, uh, so it doesn't show when you go if you go uh, through. <laughs> and I did it. So that was my hobby epic moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, you said and, and that you kind of have used your epic moment. Uh... Yeah, I mean, my, I guess my epic moment in the whole tournament, I think, was the one where the dragon actually failed to kill the bigot. Yeah. So Even yeah. though, uh, I mean, it was just because he rolled, Knut rolled poorly that one time, so I don't know how epic it was. But, but as I said, all the games and all the rolls were very, like, I felt like there was not that much spiking going on. Mm -hmm. At any time, so yeah, I, did, I didn't, epic, I didn't sure. really have that much uh, many epic moments, but I had a great tournament and yeah. some great games. Maybe your epic moment was winning your most forgiving player. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You got a diploma that's, to bring home. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that my whole epic moment was that tournament as a whole. Yeah. I just had a great time. That's a good answer. Uh, I have an epic moment which is uh, very much about uh, the spell Critter's Call. Yeah, and this is pretty cool because I've, this epic moment I wrote down uh, weeks ago, and it just got uh, empowered basically this week, last weekend, because um, I've used Critter's Call still on my on my Revenant King, mm. uh, and uh, um, let's see, I have some, some notes here. Okay, so uh, a game I played a couple of weeks ago, I used Critter's Call on the on Martin's horde of uh, knights. Yeah, and they had Pathfinder item, and they were of course walking through a forest, getting ready to charge my yeah. mummies or something. And unhindered, I'm thinking they're gonna one shot my mummies, right? Because yeah. they're unhindered TC two. <laughs> so I use Critter's Call on the knights, yeah. and I do a damage, strip off their thunder's charge. Yeah, and because these are straight up knights as well, so they they only have uh, only thunders too. Yeah, mm. so they just completely get uh, you know hit with a nerf bat when you take <laughs> away their thunders, and and that made my uh, my mummy survive the charge. And, yeah, um, I might have been my whites actually, but it's the same break. Yeah, it's about the same break. Yeah, point. the same defense. Yeah. Anyway, they actually survived then, all thanks to creatures call. And, uh, you know, I stayed in the game for another round, and, and that was really cool. To, um, and I know it's not a perfect target, but I got the one damage I needed to, to take those knights. And uh, it was the first time using it, and uh, feeling very good about it. <laughs> you forgot it against me, I think. Um, I don't know what you No, but I just got me. stuck into combat. Yes, that's too. right, yeah. I got right, into yeah, melee. That's true. And then um, I played Eystein uh, uh, also a couple of weeks ago, and then I used him more to the center of the table, and I... Uh, I was going to... He had an organ gun on a hill. 
And what I used Critter's Call for then was to cast it on the organ gun yeah. to shut that down with disorder. disorder At the same time, I moved up my entire center to a position where I would kind of be exposed to fire, mm. but the main shooting thing would then at least not shoot me the next turn. Yeah. So, uh, and maybe probably they survived because of that one turn. And because you moved so, you moved up, so you. You were thinking maybe there would be that combat. Yeah, next then turn things anyway. were starting to fight, yeah. and then there wouldn't be so too many turns left of shooting. Yeah. So once again, you know, great effect. Love how versatile it is. You can target knights, so you can target target a war engine. But how many dice do you get? Eight. Yeah, so it's the, the chance is fairly good. Yeah, you, you, four hits on average, mm. and you need to do the damage. Yeah. But... So it's uh, it's you should be able to do it. But this tournament, I had a horrible fail. With Critter's Call, I think in my only game, actually, when I tossed it, because like I said, uh, against you, it didn't really come up. Against Knut, I don't think it came up. And so against uh, Henning, I was going to do the same trick I did against Martin. I wanted to try to remove the Thunders 2 from mm. his knights. So, <laughs> cast it, but then I failed to damage. So what then happens yeah. is, of course, you, have, uh, you lose the spell, because it's a one-use only. Yeah, you, it says you lose it when you get a score a hit. I mean, if you if you miss all the hits, then you kind of keep it. You can try again. But since I already I did like four hits probably like average, but then I failed to get that five, and I realized it's not the best, the smartest target, of course, because no. defense five, you know, it's yeah. like one point three damage average. So yeah. I just failed all the dice. So and the thing is, in addition, my caster had been hexed. So when uh. I got four hits, he took four damage. So I did not succeed, which means he could charge me with impunity with Thunder's Charge. I lost four damage on my Revenant King. And I lost the spell. Was that when you... <laughs> That's when I cursed loudly <laughs> on the on the, the video footage. Fucking spell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking spell. Legendary spell in my ass. <laughs> Yeah, I had to laugh when I heard that. Uh, I watched the YouTube snippet. I actually forgotten I was on tape. And <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I realized. I was like, oh yeah. He, he, that's why I, I sent it to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, that was pretty epic. But uh, I do have to commend the, the RC on that spell because it's it's so versatile and, and, and I love that because you can use it, like I said, to strip. You can strip fly with it. Yeah, you can strip thunders. You can strip just the ability to shoot, like a war engine or shooters, and you can even save it to the last round, and use it to shoot like some shaft or some heavily injured troop, because it's it's eight dice, hit on four, and then damage. So let's say if it's defense four unit, you mm. average two damage. Ah, oh, so, they still take damage. Yeah, mm. and it's uh, it's twenty four inch range. So mm. you could, let's say you have no good targets to use it on. You have no, like, obvious war engine or something. Yeah, you just save it then, and then use it to maybe kill the whole unit. Yeah. You know, to ping them, and to get uh, a nerve, nerve check. And mm. try to route them. Yeah, so it can be important it's like game. Yeah, so I, I really like this. Uh, it's so versatile that uh, it's just, you know, I just... Uh, boggles the mind when I think like oh I can actually use it for so many different things instead of like you know some spells are 
dull in comparison. It, you know, no. I'm gonna do this thing. Uh, you know what it is because it's you know it's this spell that does this one thing. You can also lose it uh, because it's uh, yeah. So it's like a risk too. Mm. And, uh, it's a bit. Uh, it's fun. Good I just uh, so my epic moment um, game my like my game related epic moment was uh, critters call related. Or oh, nature's yeah. calls as we as we call it. Nature's call. Oh yeah, we did a joke about that, didn't yeah. we? To cast nature's call on the unit, and you'll have to go to the toilet like. Oh. That's what I disordered. <laughs> oh, nice. <coughs> well, I think that rounds up today's uh, episode. Yeah, good one. Very good, and lots of uh, game uh, content. Uh, yeah, Kings very... of War heavy, I would say. That's cool. Oh, Ian Davis will be so disappointed. We didn't talk about Dead Zone once. Oh shit. Dead Zone. <laughs> Dead Zone is great. <laughs> Dead Zone is also great. Oh yeah. well. We'll probably get a game of Dead Zone yeah. soon as well. Can't please them all. We're on the no. Kings of War roll, baby. <laughs> yeah, Ian plays Kings of War too. Yeah. He should be happy. Sure, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Giant Dwarf podcast. Bye so, bye. Reach us on Twitter at KLW Oslo, or you can contact us by email giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com.